Hey y'all, we just wanted to take a moment here at the very top of the show before we jump into things to say that Black Lives Matter. Some of us can't be out in the streets protesting. If you are, great. So we left some resources down in the dis- in the show notes here to tell you what you can do. Donate to your local bail fund. You can also head over to our Twitter for that link. And support your local protesters in whatever way you can. With that, uh, we're here to have fun and maybe make you smile for just a little bit. So uh, let's head on into the show. Welcome to Afterbite. It's a Vampire Diaries fan cast. It's only 10 years too late. This is the end of season two, folks. We're fucking done. Yes. We're wiping <laughs> our hands of this season. <laughs> I am done. It was very good. We're just done. We're just dropping it, folks. I'm oh. emotionally drained. <laughs> I am. It's fine. They just took a lot out of me for no good reason. We're gonna reason. go on a ride. We're I forgot. It's not, no, ride. it's not even a ride, though. Because a ride, it goes like like a roller coaster ride, right? It goes like mm-hmm. up a hill, and then mm-hmm. you reach an apex, and then you come down again. This just keeps going up a hill, and it never stops. You just keep getting higher and higher, and you keep fearing for your life, and you're like, what is going on? This is... This the season finale is just like a really whack roller coaster you make on Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> yes. Or where you try to kill like all the, the people. <laughs> exactly. It's just a little pop up of like your part guest did not like this. And hey folks, I did not like this. I mean I did. Yeah. But I am emotionally in pain. It took a lot out it, of me. It took a lot. It reminded me of like how much emotional trauma that Julie Pleck put me through ten years ago and I was like, God damn it. I- I I'm, I said it last episode, and I'll say it again. I'm suing for damages. I'm suing for like the like <laughs> emotional pain I went through. I'm suing so that you can pay for my therapy um charges, even though like I already went to therapy, but now I gotta go back. Like, <laughs> like so. <laughs> there's a lot happening this week, folks. This week we are watching episode twenty one, "The Sun Also Rises," and episode twenty two, "As I Lay Dying." Uh, two episodes that I think it's safe to say feel like a whack-ass roller coaster on Roller Coaster Tycoon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just whack as fuck. Uh, so let's just jump into it, shall we? Yes! We shall. Oh, wait. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, do we want to mention... I'm seeing the housekeeping notes. Do we want to mention that? Yeah, let's Now or later? Uh, we'll do it now, and then we will also do it later. Okay, uh, cool. Some just like housekeeping before we before we fully jump into it. Uh, I know I just said that we were going to jump into it, but now we're jumping back out of it. Uh, <laughs> you put your left and... foot in. You put your <laughs> do you think the hokey pokey is uh, under Creative Commons? Like, do you think we'd get sued if we used no, it? Absolutely no, absolutely. We're not. If getting the writer of the hokey pokey decides to sue me, I'm just gonna. Launch myself out of this Honestly, planet. Wait, no. If the inventor of the hokey pokey, which who, who is he alive? Maybe his estate is alive. <laughs> um, if he sues us, I think I, 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 I think that if he sues us, we should just like retire the show and like just accept it for what it is, and yeah. like just realize how stupid this sh- and show is and how absurd it is. Can you imagine going out on the hokey pokey? <laughs> Hey, did you know that the Hokey Pokey uh, was a chart-topping hit twice in the 1980s? Not to As it should. As Not it should. I mean, freaking banger right there. <laughs> I'm in the club putting my left foot in, my left foot out, my right hand in, my right hand out. Like, 
That's the dance anyone can do. Um, I mean, the 80s, what I'm going to for, say. the 80s are known for their dances, so. That's fair, but also, <laughs> I just looked up the Hokey Pokey Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. I highly, I highly recommend you all do, because there is a subheading called Controversy. Um, <laughs> what? Um, so. Hmm. Okay, um. He fucking... <laughs> I'm thinking some amputees got real offended by this song. <laughs> no, the fucking Catholic, a Catholic uh, priest uh, thought that the dance movements were a parody of traditional Catholic Latin mass. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? Apparently. I don't remember going to church and doing the hokey pokey for the Jesus. <laughs> Religion We've is gotten weird. Off topic here. We've gotten off topic. That's not we were... anything new for this podcast. No, we're so off but topic. You know that... I think it's on brand, and honestly, I'm glad it's a part of our brand because then I don't have to feel so pressured to be on topic. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that. You know what is, uh, you know, on brand for this podcast is that we're changing shit too. We're yeah. we're we're shimmy. We're putting this podcast in a blender and setting it to just blend and then whatever comes out comes out and by that i mean we're gonna change the format of this podcast just a little bit uh to make it a little more i don't want to say listenable digestible digestible is a good way to put it so what we're doing is we're going to be changing up after bite so that starting season three so starting uh on june 19th when we come back for season three uh we are going to be posting two episodes of Afterbite each week. Uh, each episode of Afterbite is now only going to cover one episode of the Vampire Diaries. Or the originals or legacies, you know, however the fuck we end up doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of covering two episodes each episode, uh, in the future, we are just going to be covering one episode per episode of Afterbite. Uh, we're mm-hmm. doing this because this show's getting really fucking long and I don't like listening to podcasts that are over like an hour long. I also feel like me. I also feel like we we cut a lot of stuff that's good because it's just yeah. too long, you know. And we want to mm-hmm. give you more of the stupidity that goes on of in this podcast. You just want to hear more of me. It's okay. Just say the words. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, that was um, silence deafening. <laughs> Yeah, it was. That was one of those things <laughs> that like is cut, but not because it's good, but because it's just weird. So we're just yeah. It. So like I said, we're gonna be back on. Uh, we'll talk about this later again at the very bottom of the show, so everybody catches it. But uh, when we come back on uh, June nineteenth, we are gonna be posting episodes on Tuesday and Friday, and that cycle is gonna start on June nineteenth. Uh, so two episodes of Afterbite per week. Yay! I feel like you guys should be excited about this because you just get to hear more of us. And isn't that what you always want? More of us in your life? I mean, I don't. Mm. I mean, I do. <laughs> I feel like uh, you could do with less of me. <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited for this change. I think it's going to be really great for the format of our show. Plus, you get two episodes of Afterbite per week. That's so much fun. Let's jump into it now. We are fully jumping into it. Uh, episode 21, The Sun Also Rises. Yes. Does the sun rise, though? At the end of the episode, yeah. <laughs> the sun does rise. And 
there's okay so this episode picks up exactly where the last episode left off which i feel Mm -hmm. like the last three episodes we've watched including this one like the last two episodes also were continuous so this Mm -hmm. one it's just like my heart has not gotten a chance to settle yet nope and no i'm so Uh, i okay but the experience i had going into this episode is when i was at least just like watching what happened last week because i it's been a a, like about a week since i watched the episode Mm -hmm. i like i had like forgotten everything that had happened and then i was watching the previously on and then i just got so angry and annoyed and sad at the same time it just hurt it was a lot they really threw you in here. Literally, the first se- the episode, of- the first scene of this sh- episode is fucking Caroline and Matt being attacked by Wolf Tyler. Yeah. So yeah. wild. They- we don't get a second. <laughs> They're like, no, and 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 that's like a theme throughout the entire episode. They're not giving you a chance to breathe. They're just slamming nope. stuff at one after the other, and you just have to deal with it. And uh, I think it's really good, though, because sometimes the Vampire Diaries has some whack-ass pacing. Mm-hmm. This week, the pacing on fucking point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. So good. This week, last week, the pacing was also fucking so good. They really, like, they really paced out these episodes well. So, uh, Tyler is trying to fucking attack Caroline and Matt, and Matt fucking marks him. Matt just straight up shoots Tyler. <laughs> And Caroline's like, uh, Matt, Matt, maybe not shoot the big bitey werewolf. But he doesn't listen. And to be fair, though, that does allow them to escape. So they do like manage to get out of there, uh, and then like take because they take they were de- most definitely going to die if Matt didn't shoot Tyler. That's oh, true. Yeah, One thousand percent. So did Matt do the smart thing or was the dumb thing? Probably both. I, was, I feel like whenever Matt does anything, there's a 50-50 chance it's either like, oh my gosh, Matt, that was so great, amazing, wonderful, show-stopping, never done before. And then the other times, it's like, Matt, you're such an <laughs> idiot. You're so dumb. Yeah. I, I hate you sometimes, you know? He really just flips a coin. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a character. I only know coin flip Matt. Exactly. <laughs> he rolls a D&D dice. He either rolls a 20, a nat 20 or a 1. <laughs> That's really it. Like, he is <laughs> critical success or critical failure. So, uh, after uh, after that all happens, we cut to uh, Alaric's apartment, which, hey, where is Alaric living right now? Because his apartment got taken over by the evil vampires. <laughs> I assume he's living <laughs> at the Salvatore house, no? Probably. That's what I would think he'd be staying at. Okay, that's fair. His apartment, though, really did just get <laughs> yoinked from yeah uh, i mean it's a nice apartment <laughs> i know i feel bad it has a nice like exposed brick wall and everything I'm, original like nice original original hardwood good schools i love it <laughs> <laughs> good schools downsides though a lot of murders occur around a lot of murders a lot of supernatural shit like yeah that's a very the downside in like the zillow <laughs> listing of this is that there's a bunch of murders <laughs> <laughs> the downside joseph morgan has moved in and he is not leaving <laughs> Although maybe that's an upside because I do love Joseph Honestly Morgan. though, I wouldn't be I wouldn't oh, complain about it. Joseph Morgan? Okay, I like you. Damon's straight up gonna die. Thank God. And we're all happy about it. We are all clapping in joy. We're like, yeah, good time. He is gonna die. 
Uh, Damon was trying to offer himself as a replacement for the vampire in the ceremony. However, since he got that werewolf bite, it ain't gonna fly. Uh, mm-hmm. Because his blood, his blood is, is now impure. impure. Yeah. That's a f- interesting way to say it. Yeah. Your blood is now <laughs> impure. Your blood no longer pure. Now it just sucks. It's <laughs> shitty blood. You know how blood can be like A+. Plus? This blood, F. Yeah, I was gonna say F- Z. <laughs> I was actually gonna say blood. it's it's not even on like the scoreboard. It's just a Z. I hate it. <laughs> it's not B positive at all. <laughs> it is not B positive. So at the ritual, uh, Greta. By the way, Greta is here, and she is. Not a good person. She's the worst, man. She's the fucking worst. (laughs) I love how we only got, like, two seconds of her, really, but I absolutely love how badass she is. Yeah. She's a badass. Also, though, the fucking worst. (laughs) Like, just, like, just, like, imagine... I just feel so... I mean, I don't feel so sorry for... I I don't even remember those witches' names. Luca and... Whatever. Oh, Doc, Doc Martin. Martin. Doc yeah. Martin. There we go. I, I, I like. It's, it's like. Oh, I feel, kind of feel sad for you because you were only working for this guy who you believe is evil because, like, he has your daughter slash sister. But also, like, y'all also suck. So, really, there's no winners in this family. This family. No. This is a family full of losers. Yeah. I am sorry to report, fucking <laughs> bunch of losers. So. Um, Greta like summons up like rings of fire to keep them all in the like in their little Olympic rings of doom Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that is so fucking cool the visuals of these episodes so fucking good I have 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 a theory that Greta just really likes like fire you know oh yeah Cause last episode, she was like, she was like, oh, let me light up the area, and then so randomly these pyres were around them, and she just light lit them up, and now she's just like, actually, I want to keep you where you are. Let me put a ring of fire around you. Jenna drinks Greta's blood, Mm -hmm. and then you get angry, and then you get angry. (laughs) You just get really angry because you're just like. Oh, good. you're oh. just throwing shit. The rage cannot be contained. <laughs> that was just my Jenna's phone. a vampire. Yeet! <laughs> that was just throwing everything around. That was just my phone <laughs> dropping. But, like, you just get really angry. And you're just like, Julie, why have you done this to me? Why? And the one thing Julie, I and the one thing I hate like before this is like Elena's just like telling her, like, don't, don't do it, Jenna. Don't do it. And then Jenna does Je- it. Because she has to, and it's just Ugh! And I, I think I'm angry on multiple levels, right? Because I'm angry because Jenna's now a vampire and she's going to get killed, right? Mm-hmm. I'm also yep. angry because the way that Jenna has been treated this entire season and that she's going to go out like this. And and I'm also angry because... I don't know if she's going to die yet. <laughs> okay, we don't know if she's going to die yet, but like... She's like, going to die. She's going to she's gonna die. And, no, and I know what's going to happen at this point, okay? And... And you just, the way that she's been treated this entire season, not given an ounce of love, none whatsoever, been betrayed by her entire family, and then what, and then just like, just like it's pushed into this world because 
her family lied to her and did not ever give her enough information. She's just always in harm's way. And, you know, in a sense, I just feel like a lot of the ways the characters, or at least the female characters are written on this show, is just to, like, be traumatized. And that is it. Just have trauma. And I hate it. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Is Women in the Vampire Diaries universe just lives to be traumatized and be sexualized and that's it and it's annoying because even though this was written in what two, 2010 2011 mm-hmm. you think we'd be past yeah. that oh no no, no. <laughs> not by a long shot the trauma is only beginning <laughs> like wait until no. season three okay but okay when we get later oh, on God. into the episode i have more things to say about trauma but continue <laughs> Yes. So, uh, Elena and Jenna are now in these, like, rings of fire. Uh, we cut over to the witch house where Bonnie and Jeremy are working to find a loophole on someone becoming a vampire. Elijah arrives with Stefan and Alaric going, they're, like, discussing plan. It is, again, our, like, crack team of dumbass Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. the way that it works is that the ritual goes in stages. First the wolf dies, then the vampire, then finally Elena. Once Elena dies, Klaus is going to start his transition into a werewolf. And then that's when Bonnie would come in and save the day. And then Elijah will be the one to deliver the killing blow. Mm-hmm. So, Damon also also shows up and reveals that Klaus has Jenna, and Alaric is in for some more girlfriend and wife-related trauma. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We do have yeah. to say again, fuck Matt Davis. Alaric, yeah. you all right, though. Yeah. Alaric, I am so sorry you have to go through this. <laughs> yeah. Alaric, I feel for you. Matt Davis. Ugh. We cut back to the ritual. Uh, Jenna and Lena are talking about, like, turning off their humanity. Jenna realizes that, you know, this is the end. And Jenna deserves so much better. She does. This entire so episode, better. like half of me throughout this entire episode is like, why is this happening to Jenna? Why? Oh, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why she has to be going through this. I don't, like she literally just learned about all of this and now you're just putting her through more. Why? Explain to me. What is the purpose? What's the reason? The reason is plot device. <laughs> yeah. Jenna Summers, professional plot device. It's really unfortunate because, like, I really like Jenna. And I, there's a lot of characters in this show that are just used as plot devices. And it's really annoying, honestly. Yeah, it's true. They really do use, like, a lot of the characters, like, as, like, the um, buffers for the main characters who are mm-hmm. really just Elena, Stefan, Damon. Uh, Elena. No, whoa, I just said Elena twice. Uh, Caroline and Bonnie. I wouldn't. I would not even say. I would not even <laughs> say that Caroline and Bonnie are to the main look lo- because they've been used as plot devices as well. So that's true. I would say that the main three are Stefan, Damon, and Elena, and their stupid love triangle, and the fact that like. They're just, just every other, because this is supposed to be an ensemble cast, you know? And when you have an ensemble cast, you don't really have, like, a main character, if that makes sense. Like, you you have main characters, and sometimes, like, a certain episode may focus on those, on a certain subset of main characters. But there's not, there's not necessarily, like, a main three that gets most of the plot 
and storylines and then everyone else we're just trying to figure out how we can fit everyone else of the ensemble cast into that narrative if that makes sense Mm -hmm. no that makes sense yeah it makes perfect sense and it honestly okay so (sighs) the way that I want to kind of dive into this conversation on using a character just like as a plot device super quick um, because it does remind me of a fantastic essay called The Inevitable, The Surprise in Serial Television. Uh, It's by uh, Sean O'Sullivan. And this is like a total film nerd thing for me, okay? Um, So just like let me go off for a second. So there's two ways, two main ways that TV, that serial television uh, makes their plot happen. So the first way is that... um, characters act out things that then make other things happen and that's how the plot happens right the other way is that the world around the characters not necessarily through the character's own means the world around the characters moves in ways that forces the characters to react okay um we can call that you know inevitable versus versus the surprise um Uh which is just kind of a a simple way to think about it so with the vampire diaries they very much depend on the plot happening because the characters do thing a to make thing b happen Mm -hmm. and that after a while gets hella fucking old uh it Basically, like, it makes it feel less like a world that the characters are living in and more like a, uh, more like a box that they're in and they're just punching each other in the box because (laughs) that's the box they're in and that's what they do in that box. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, the world moves on whether or not these characters do these things and sometimes that world moving on does mean that thing B happens even without character doing thing A. And so the better parts of the Vampire Diaries, the better like storylines that we've had so far, like this Klaus storyline, this Elijah storyline, all happens because the outside world is like it was gonna happen anyway. It was gonna it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's not the box that they're in and they're just punching each other because they're in the box, which is what season one felt like. Season two felt a lot more like the world is bigger than this. There are so many times, though, that they go back to that box where they're punching each other for no goddamn reason. And a lot of, like, Damon's actions feel like the punch box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of Stefan's and everybody else's actions feel like the world. And it's just, it's so... It hurts so much because sometimes it's so fucking obvious. You're like, okay, yes, you are doing this because it is the punch box and you are in the punch box and you are making Elena drink your blood because you're wanting to cause problems on purpose and you are in the punch box and that's where you are. Mm -hmm. But some of these things, this episode, fucking, you know, Jenna, a lot of Jenna stuff just feels like the punch box. Yeah. It it felt like off. It, it, It felt like, like... Especially because I feel like it wasn't deserved in a sort of way. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like when I watch certain shows and they're about to kill off a character or send off a character, there's a lot more attention, paid attention, like, to that character and trying to give them, like, a good, like, Mm send-off. Whereas here it feels like they just did. They didn't really pay attention to Jenna at all throughout the entire season. She was mainly used as a way to kind of manipulate Elena. She's in the punch yeah. box. She and is then, the punch box. And then she. And then and then she box. now she's about to die. And that and that's it. 
it's just it sometimes feels like there's two separate shows going concurrently where one is like the it feels like they're like the characters are in two different shows sometimes mm-hmm. you know yeah where jenna is in the thing where she does thing a because if she doesn't then the plot won't happen or damon does thing b because if he doesn't then the plot won't happen and other characters like you know elijah a good outside threat is outside of the box that you're in because you punch people you know Mm -hmm. like it feels it's so disconnected sometimes that it just boggles my mind yeah it works sometimes but then sometimes it's like hmm really this is just what you're going with all right i guess i signed up for this I guess I did by starting this podcast about the Vampire Diaries. I guess I signed up to just, like, watch people punch each other because if they don't, then the plot won't happen. Yeah. So, uh, at the ritual, uh, there is a werewolf. They need to get a werewolf coming. And guess what? It's Jules. Great. Greta slowed down her transition so that uh, she could be brought to here. And so Jules looks like she's in a shit ton of pain. I like, I feel nothing for Jules. <laughs> I really don't either. I feel, I feel neutral. Like, I don't really care about you as a character. You didn't really do anything nice while you were here. You only cause problems. I don't care that you're dying. And like her last like little thing saying like, oh, I was only like here to help Tyler don't care i just don't yeah a lot of tyler's story this season was so weird like they had a good story going and then he just left and now you're like okay bye yeah yes you're like okay tyler said bye i'm going away from mystic falls yeah he's just like i'm gonna eat myself out of here uh y'all can chill though right y'all chill you know what tyler leaving felt like it felt like they were trying to do a backdoor (laughs) wait what did you say it felt like a plot device. <laughs> felt like the punch box. <laughs> it felt like they were trying to do like a backdoor to a spinoff. Oh god, you know? no. It almost did. Yeah, no, you're correct. Yeah. It almost did. It like he weird. like went off to do all these things and then he comes back, but like he just didn't go off. We didn't see anything that he did, and then he's just back. They're not doing the spin-off yet though. That's yeah. season four. Uh so <laughs> Uh, some other things we learn about Greta is that Greta just, I think, fucking loves Klaus. Yeah. I think she talks about, like, a new order, which is some Illuminati-level bullshit that <laughs> I'm very much here for. Do we get more information about that later on, or no? We no. will. We will eventually get uh, on Klaus's new order eventually, but uh, the order is just starting. I All think right. it's just... Klaus's big bad bad boy. That's just it. I think it would have been cool if there was like, like I know they actually started the Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) That would that would be fucking cool. You're correct. If they like fleshed out like some yeah some sort of like secret organization of what's going on, like why she's saying new order. Like I think that would have been cool plot to do. Hey Vampire Diaries, why didn't you start the Illuminati? (laughs) Wait, what if they did? Oh my god, wait. (laughs) Wait, <laughs> a lot more things would make sense if the Vampire Diaries started the Illuminati. Flex in the Illuminati. Moving on, at the Lockwood Mansion, uh, Matt and Tyler or Matt and Caroline hang out at Tyler's house. Uh, Matt reveals all the whole criminal conspiracy that he's been up to. Yikes! Mm-hmm. He did his own previously on the Vampire Diaries to Caroline. <laughs> he really did, uh, and. 
Caroline learns that her mom knows, and um, that's sad. Mm-hmm. However, she can't. She like keeps wanting to know where Matt and where she and Matt stand. And I'm just, I'm so sad for her. <sighs> Caroline doesn't deserve this. She never deserves anything that happens to her. She's such a good person. Why are they always doing this to her? Ah! It's just, he's, Matt's being like conspicuously inconspicuous, you know? Uh huh. He's like, I don't want to say it yet. I don't know. And I was like, Matt, I'm about to kick your ass right now. Matt, you did your one good move. You rolled your one nat 20 for these episodes. You're about to go on a real losing streak. Uh Uh-huh. So, uh, back at the Salvatore Mansion, Damon is trying to, like, fight off uh, the werewolf venom. Uh, Guess who shows up? Uncle John. Yay! Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, so he uh, learns that the sacrifice is happening, and he's upset. Nobody wants him here, like always. However, mm-hmm. him being here will actually be helpful for once. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, well, John, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I do like about this scene, though, is that John really guilt-tripped Damon a lot. Like, he was like, you were supposed to be protecting her. What the hell's wrong with you? John also, this scene between John and Damon is very funny for many reasons. Mainly the fact that I think they're just two of the most unlikable characters we've been introduced to thus far. Uh-huh. Uh, at one point, John is like, how could it possibly get any worse? Yeah, yeah, John, there's yeah. a lot of ways it could get worse. You yeah. know this. <laughs> you don't ask questions you don't want the answer to, Jonathan. But also, remember, yeah. whenever a character says this in any type of scenario, things are about to get much worse. It's just, yeah, it's just like, actually, funny you ask that, because... <laughs> <laughs> and then Damon turns to him and goes, previously, on the vampire <laughs> Uh, so we go back to the ritual the moonstone is back in play for the final time thank god we're almost done with the fucking moonstone shaped like soap we're done Uh, they fucking like chuck it into the fire dope love that don't know what setting a rock on fire is gonna do but I do love that energy Mm -hmm. it does Uh, something it does something, I guess. We just so, don't know what it is. And we'll never find out. <laughs> it's just, you set a rock on fire. Hope you're happy. Uh, so, <laughs> then Klaus goes, and he just fucking rips out Jules's heart. Yeah. Just yeah. fucking ices her. You know, at least this is a quick death, you know? Not too painful. He, she doesn't really get, like, a chance to, like, say, like, goodbye she just says i never wanted to hurt like hurt tyler or make him feel like he wasn't alone and then all of a sudden and again i don't care (laughs) i i will admit i'm gonna play devil's advocate here i did like how jules said that because she did have good intentions she just did did it in the wrong way also true yeah so it's chill hmm. but i also still don't care punch box (laughs) Like, like, yeah, I get it. You have to say something before you die, as is ritual in TV shows. <laughs> uh, but also, I still don't care about you as a character, so I don't care that you're dying right now. I don't care what your last words are. Just die already. I already know you're like what's happening. <laughs> Perish. So back at the witch Yikes. house, 
Uh, Jeremy and Bonnie are reading old journals about like a type of resuscitation spell. They're reading through old grimoires. Uh, and Emily had a resuscitation spell. However, uh, they don't know how it works entirely mm -hmm. uh, because it's not they don't like, have all super the journals. finished. Yeah, they don't have. Yeah, they don't have. They have the grimoires. However, this spell was made for uh, like Jonathan Gilbert, so they would need Jonathan Gilbert's journals to uh, figure it out. And guess who has them? John, John. Gilbert. John, 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 John. <laughs> Are you doing like the baseball theme park thing? Yeah. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. <laughs> Stefan makes the uh, hero hair choice to offer himself up as the vampire. Yep. I love how they were fighting over who gets to die for who. And in the end, they were both going to end up dying anyways. I hate these fucking martyrs. <laughs> They're fucking hero hair and hero complexes. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Alaric tells um, Jeremy that class has Something's Jenna. Something's happening to Jenna. And Which, at is that, that really what Jeremy needs right now? At that point, I was nope. just like, Jeremy, I'm so sorry for you and everything that you constantly have to go through. Um, and I wish I could make it better. But unfortunately, this is a Julie Plex show, show where... Um, nothing good could ever happen to anyone, so I'm sorry. I wish I could give you the biggest hug ever, you know? And no one is safe. No one's safe. At all. No one's ever safe. I mean, look at Jenna. Never. Look at Jenna. <laughs> look at Jenna, man. So, speaking She's of Jenna. She's in a ring of fire. <laughs> she is in a ring of fire, and, like, in the most heartbreaking scene to date, I think, yeah. She was she talks about how scared she was to be Jeremy and Elena's guardian. Mhm. Mm and I just And like she tried she so didn't... hard. She tried she so fucking hard. Uh, and Elena didn't like blame her or anything. Like they and she was like we needed you. Like what who else could have done it? Not John for fuck's sake, but mm -hmm. only Jenna could have done this. Mhm. Mm oh, it hurts. Jenna, it fucking hurts. Yeah, and like even her saying like to think that I was going to like, um, what did she say exactly? To think that I was going to um just like try to pass it off to someone else, you know? Yeah, and she uh, didn't. Like that hurt. That that hurt so bad. Yeah, I just I'm still not over Jenna. I am not over this. I don't, it's been ten years. I don't think. I'll ever be over this because and like no. again the reason why I will never be over this is because there was so little of Jenna that we got to see and I feel like she had so much potential and then they just she's gone yep I will say there's a lot of things I can forgive Klaus for like the evil things that he does and will do this is the one that I'm never gonna forgive him for I'm like no I'm holding this grudge until the day I die Against this fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, it was just a very evil thing to do. Like, there was like no rhyme or reason behind it. He's just like, I'm, I don't care. Die. Anyway, but we, we're not at that point yet. Let's, let's wait till we get to that point. <laughs> and, oh, 
just god i fucking love jenna Ugh. i love that this podcast is just introducing like 10 year old trauma to a whole new generation mm-hmm. you know yeah i love that for us yeah we're like hey we had this trauma in 2010 do you want it here in 2020 I know 2020 no. is already bad enough, but like, do you want a little more? Let's sprinkle some more sadness on there. More. Tyler comes back. Everything's everything's happy and healthy with him. He's not dead because Matt shot him. Thank God. That's, That's all I got. He, yeah, he just Tyler shows survived. up Thank naked God. on his own front porch. Happy for him. I mean, ha- that happens to us all. <sighs> it really does. Sometimes you naked, get shot by your best on our friend, front porch. and then you yep. end up mm-hmm. on your friend's front porch. And yeah. that's just the way of the world. At least... At least Caroline had the decency to give him a jacket and, like, cover him up. I love how when it peeked outside, you could see his little butt. <laughs> I was and like, we thank Aw. you for that, Michael Trevino. Thank you, Michael Trevino. You're just so mm-hmm. good. Your hair is so fluffy this episode, and we do love that for you. It really is. It really is. It's very fluffy, and I, I just appreciate that. I love fluffy hair characters it's my favorite kind of tv hair that people have is when it's just dumb fluffy love that so elijah and stefan make final plans this is when elijah tells stefan that he's honorable and stefan questions elijah's honor because i mean klaus is his brother uh yep and he's he's scared that elijah's gonna betray them because uh, out of love for his brother uh but Elijah drops a drops some juicy Michelson family backstory on us, Little revealing bomb. that Klaus mm-hmm. took his other siblings and threw them into the fucking ocean. <laughs> Klaus said, "No, in the ocean you go." He yeeted them into the ocean. <laughs> They're sitting at the bottom of the Atlantic, and everybody's happier for it except for Elijah. <laughs> James Cameron found them when he was filming Titanic, and he was like, "Ooh." <laughs> That's actually the plot of Titanic 2 Electric Boogaloo, is that they, uh, all of the passengers that were aboard the Titanic become vampires, and they all have to duke it out at the bottom of the ocean. Mm. Okay, but that would be cool, though. I actually want to see that. (laughs) Just a bunch um, of, like, lower class, like, Irish people just bat, like, kicking the ass of, like, a bunch of upper class Americans. I'd love to see that. (laughs) So, uh, John delivers the rest of the journals so that Bonnie and Jeremy can find out what the fuck is going on with this resuscitation spell. Uh, Damon learns that he's going to be losing his brother, uh, and he, again, wants to sacrifice Bonnie, but nobody's going to let him because, hey, dickwad, the ritual's already started. We might as well go with the original plan now. Like, apparently... (sighs) Mm -hmm. Go ahead. The fact that he says... No one has to die, and then John has to run. Hello, Bonnie exists. I just hate Damon, you know, like. And then everyone goes, but then Bonnie will die, and he goes, eh, "Okay, whatever." Like, like he's just the worst, the worst. Another example of him not caring about anyone else other than himself and his ego, and and Elena. And Elena. Yeah, that's also tied to his ego. I was like grouping that yeah. into there. So is Aleago Aleago? No, that's that's the thing from Aladdin. <laughs> Are you good, Brian? I think so. We'll find out later. So this is gonna be a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> 
you say this is going to be a fun one, we're uh, already one hour into recording. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's going to be a fun one. It's been. Oh my god. Minutes. I love it. So. So back to, uh, back to the ritual. Yay! Elena's trying to plead for Jenna's life because uh, she doesn't want Jeremy to be left without a family. Yeah, and also she did everything Klaus told her to, and Elijah told her. She didn't that, run. She that, didn't turn herself into a vampire. And her only request was like, "Leave my friends and family alone." That is the most annoying part. That's the most. Uh, that's part why I'm of this very pissed thing. off at Klaus right now. And I, Joseph Morgan, you're beautiful, but I hate you right now. <laughs> but like it's like because even originally he was going to kill a werewolf and a vampire and there were Caroline and Tyler you know so he never really was going to hold up his part of the deal ever that's also, true and it's he didn't even make funny. That. oh wait yeah Elijah he didn't make that deal Elijah, oh yeah that's yeah. true Klaus never made that deal okay so never mind I retract no my statement idea about this deal but like yeah. I don't never know. mind never mind never mind Joseph Morgan you're cool again I, I still don't well, think he's cool. Joseph Morgan, your hair this episode is pretty bad. Um, but it gets better, like, immediately next episode. But this episode, your hair looks very 2010 bowl cut. I love it. Klaus is not fucking having it. He's like, I don't really, you know, fucking give a shit. But then, out of the darkness, we hard cut to Stefan standing up on the cliff. Oh like that one my meme of gosh. Mom said it's my turn oh on the Xbox. my gosh this i love that i was like what is going on he stands up there so dramatically he's like a little kid standing in his parents doorway to tell him that they like he like threw up it's literally <laughs> that meme of like oh, it's my turn on the xbox and he's just standing on the fucking cliff like, like but also bro. the fact that it's my turn to be sacrificed <laughs> <laughs> but also the fact that he's so high up and there's like literally no reason for it. He just decided to go to a club to talk to him. He's just so dramatic. I love Stefan so much. I was like, why is he so high? And like, and like the way that Klaus had to like look up. And they all had to crane their fucking necks to see him. Because he's on the fucking, like, dude. Dude. Ugh. So, I love it. <laughs> we cut back. Okay, wait, no. So oh, we forgot. Klaus we forgot about Klaus the most. Up, Klaus goes he up to make a deal. He jumps up. He doesn't just like walk Sanjali up. He jumps up all dramatically. <laughs> no, he just vampire speeds up. He vampire speeds I know, up. But he jumps, but it's dramatic to me, and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He his feet never leave the ground. He doesn't jump. He just runs. He just zoomed. literally exits stage left and then enters stage right. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. It's actually really Want to see funny. some real speed? It's, it's very like Scooby-Doo hallway chase scene-esque. Where he's just like, <laughs> here I am now. I think, I think I think when the editors did that, when they got it, or when the writers like thought of that as like the cut, they were like, oh, this is so good. Like, this is like so clever. And like, we're so amazing for doing that, like that cut. And in actuality, it's just hilarious. It's just a hard cut, Stefan. <laughs> like... I love it. Uh, <laughs> it's just so dumb. And like the so... way they do it too, they like pan away from 
from I, I'm gonna say his name wrong. I can't remember how to say it. It's Klaus. 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 They pan away Santa from Klaus. Klaus. And then they like, and then they continue the pan in the other direction towards Stefan when he gets up there. And they don't even. It's not even a pan. Don't don't give it the benefit of of pan. It's a hard fucking cut. It's just. It's a whole pot. It's just hard cut. I fucking love it. I love this show. <laughs> so stupid. It's such a CW ass cut, you know. Uh huh. Like that's the CW right there, baby. Uh, so back at the witch house, uh, the gang finds a spell that Emily Bennett was going finds that the spell was the one that Emily Bennett was going to cast on a mother whose child was dying. Emily cast the spell which bound the life forces together, uh, so that the baby could survive. Right. Mm-hmm. So when the baby died, the mother's life force passed through the baby, and the baby survived. Yay! And happy ending. Damon is so fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Because he's not fucking buying it. He literally... This is not Damon the first time this just, has happened, either. This is not the first Damon time. caused the problem, and then he is belittling the people who are trying to solve mm-hmm. the problem mm-hmm. that he caused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the I, I I don't remember distinctly what the what the episode was or like the scene was, but this is not the first time Damon has caused trouble. And then when people are like, Oh, this is the solution, he's like, Oh, is that actually gonna work? Like, I don't know if that's actually gonna work. Like, Damon, shut up. Shut up. Literally stop talking. Last episode he did that. Last episode he did this exact thing. <laughs> they found a way to save Elaine and he was like, nah, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe this will work. Like, come the fuck on, dude. Like, Damon doesn't believe that. You're like, I get that Damon he's really into causing in problems on purpose. He's like yeah. really into that whole thing. But then he's like, I will cause this problem on purpose, and then I will actively belittle you as you try and solve the problem that I caused. Like, hey, bud, fucking, if you're gonna cause some problems, get on that solving train too. You know, exactly. Go, like, get on there with them. You're the one solving this fucking problem. Like, god damn it. So, John is putting his faith into it, though. And he, like, offers to link his life force to Elena's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Good job, John. You're doing a parental thing, maybe? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Love that. He's for doing him. a parent. Oh, that sounded wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I retract my statement. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> so, uh, back at the ritual, Jenna learns how to vampire here, and she learns how to eavesdrop. Uh, Yay! She that Stefan is offering himself up as the vampire in the ritual. However, Klaus says that he has other plans in store for Stefan. I also do like what Klaus says. Like, he appreciates the symmetry of the three goddesses. I'm like, that's... Klaus is a dramatic-ass bitch. Here's the thing. That line... (laughs) So, you know how we talked about how, like, Elijah Michelson, original feminist, respecter of women, drinking that respect women juice? Mm -hmm. This line of like three women 
three goddesses sacrifice on nature's altar. The way he says it, mm-hmm. I might have to break my own rule of not putting clips from the show in it, but the way he says it is so fucking creepy. And I feel like we just need to like take a moment. You wanna like, unpack that? Goddesses. You wanna unpack that? Like the whole idea of women being sacrifices for men. Oh, this is definitely one of those gifts that they give us. And they're like, here, do you want this? We're like, okay, can we open it? They're like, no. You can <laughs> you yell about it, though. absolutely cannot. He's like, it's beautiful how woman can be the sacrifice so I can turn into a hybrid. So no, man, I don't care if you want to, you know, replace with one of these people because I got to kill these three women. Sorry. It's just. It's also funny because Tyler was originally supposed to be his werewolf sacrifice, so he was originally not going to have mm-hmm. his symmetry. That's just something he just pulled out of his ass yeah, right now. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no. Or or he thought Tyler was a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he thought Michael Trevino was just super neat. <laughs> <laughs> Same. It's just a wild line. The delivery of this line is what gets me, and I am going to put a clip in it here so you realize why this gets me. I rather appreciate the symmetry of three women three goddesses we're at the lockwood mansion uh tyler's taking a little nap uh-huh uh Yay. matt and caroline sit around sit around the fire and chat mm-hmm. uh he matt is the word matt doesn't want to be involved in any of this which is nope. weird considering he's already involved exactly with it and did willingly continue to be involved exactly with it sheriff forbes asked you could have not been involved with it if you would have just be compelled but you decide not to be and that's on you not on anyone mm-hmm. else he talks about how he has no mom he has bills to pay which to which i also ask is he like just a ward of the state did he get emancipated yeah that's my that's a question i come back to later on in this episode after what happens happens are these children just like is he just paying a mortgage are are they just like yeah. doing stuff and like the the state just like all right cool this also you got bills to pay to... you got mouths to feed ain't nothing in this world for free also, like, this goes back to Elena owns a house now. Yeah. How does Matt also own a house? How yeah. does he make mortgage payments? What's going really on confused. in Mystic Falls, you guys? Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on I don't know what's going on, on there, Mystic but I want to move there. If I can just have a, my own house at 18, I'm there. <laughs> the property, it's because... The, it's just because everyone gets murdered in that town. Property value? Low as hell. But you will get murdered. So, they're well, like, you know... <laughs> They're like, yeah, well, yeah, they're like, yeah, well, allow well, like, like, sure, we have, like, a lot of murderers and a lot of murders, um, but yeah, you're a kid, um, yeah, you can definitely buy this house in a place where there's a lot of murder, um, no mm-hmm. biggie, no, like, concern for the well-being of a child, none of that here. But don't worry, there's original hardwood flooring. Yeah, <laughs> so... Your rent, dirt fucking cheap here. Exactly. Yep. However, you will die at a young your age. Your blood will be your blood will be really hard to you know scrub out of these original hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we cut back to the witch house where Bonnie performs the ritual to link John's life force to Elena, uh, and Bonnie and Damon then head out. Jeremy's trying to go with her. Okay, this uh, scene though. 
she she kisses Jeremy and then he passes the fuck out. Wow. She has the kiss Amazing. of death. <laughs> the kiss of death? Yes. The cinematography? Yes. Great. Love it. We love it. Bonnie also locks Alaric in the house. The boys are under house arrest. Uh-huh. Quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> boys night. <laughs> It's fucking boys' night. Uh, so they're cracking one open while the world that they're cracking the boys are cracking one open and the world is ending around them. But you know what? The boys are together. Boys are having a good time. Uh, So I love them. Elena is trying to find a loophole. Klaus is not going to fucking let that happen. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, he like stabs Stefan. But not in a killy way, just in a debilitating way where uh, he like stakes him and then breaks the stake. Yeah. And he states that he has other plans, which is a mouse tool we're going to use later. Very soon. Uh, Yeah. Elena tries to save Jenna, but Jenna's like, nah, fuck it. I am going to, you know what? This is maybe this is what parenthood is like. Maybe this is. Hey. Hey. Maybe this is just what parenthood is for people, for the parents of Elena Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Because right now, her track record, not looking too hot. Just all dead. <laughs> all dead. So. Don't worry, John's still there. He's oh, fine. yeah. He's fine. Yeah. Jenna, John's still there. We're good. Fuck, fuck you both. Jenna speeds <laughs> off to take a bite out of Klaus, or out of Greta. Greta. But Klaus takes her down, and uh, Elena has to watch as Klaus takes a stake. And murders Jenna. And then you just cry for like two minutes. Yeah. You just cry. And it also hurts because like Nina's acting again. Where's her Emmy? Because so I don't see it. Where is it? I don't see it. So I good. need it now. Um, And I hate how like before Jenna died, Elena was like, turn it off. Just turn it off. Like, don't feel anything. Because she didn't want Jenna to feel pain when she died. And I'm just I think like, she also ah. didn't want Jenna to feel scared that she was going to die. Yeah, I don't think Jenna. Oh, I didn't even think about that uh-huh. part. Oh, yeah. Now I'm sad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I I gotta go. Do you see why I cried for like a good minute? I I I gotta go. I need to hug my cat, but she's sleeping. Hi, mom. Can you come pick her. me up? I'm scared. <laughs> mom, mom, I'm very sad. Mom, they're talking about the Vampire Diaries again. Help. <laughs> um. So, let's unpack this. Um. Once again, we have Elena having a parental finger die in front of her. She has really lost on the uh, parental figure Russian roulette. First, her parents die, and she's in the car with them, and she feels the blame for that, right? Remember that? She does. Then she watches as her biological mom takes off her daytime ring, whatever necklace thingy, and burns mm-hmm. in front of her. And then not only a few episodes later, she has to watch her aunt, who has been caring for her since she's been orphaned because her parents died in front of her. She has to watch her aunt also die in front of her. That's just <laughs> cruel, man. That's just like... You know, this is... This is why I hate how people hate on Elena. She's, they like auto, they automatically go like, "I hate Elena because she's always like causing trouble." I'm like, "You do realize that the trouble she doesn't want this trouble, right?" Everything is just happening to her. 
everything's happening to her. She, the amount of time, like, yes, she's in love with Stefan and later on Damon, obviously. But like, and everyone does like, they're like, they hate her because she's with the brothers. And I'm like, dude, Elena is a really well-rounded fucking character when you look at her. There's a lot of other valid reasons to hate Elena than her love interest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, <laughs> and I love Elena and I, def- and I will defend her to the end of time. But like, dude, like people hate her for no reason. And it's so stupid. Like, Ugh. like, honestly, if you watch this entire season and don't come out of it feeling like a little bit bad for Elena, I'm looking at you a little weirdly because how could you not feel bad for her? Like she, the, mind you, this is, what is this? This is only like the second half of her high school junior year. Yeah. yeah, th- yeah. They're still in junior year of high school. And she's just like surviving, like having to watch people die in front of her and doesn't get yeah. any tra- trauma therapy afterwards. Just, just watches this, it happening. Uh, yeah. I can say this. It has not even been a full year since her parents had died. Yeah. So she has had to watch her adoptive parents her birth mother and her guardian die all within a span of less than a year. Mm-hmm. So just ouch. <laughs> it's wild. I can't even imagine going through it's that. It's wild. Like, and again, we come back to the point of, and it happens again, this episode where where like all the characters, this entire, this episode and the next episode, all the female characters are just kind of like tortured. If I'm being honest, they're being traumatized and tortured for our viewing pleasure. That's what's happening. Yeah. And it's going to get worse <sighs> before it gets better. So, um, the ritual happens. Uh, Klaus goes over to Elena to drink her blood. And Stefan has to watch that shit happen, mm-hmm. too. Yep. Uh, and Klaus says, Thank you, Elena. And Elena responds with, go to hell. Mm-hmm. Appropriate. I love it. Appropriate. I and love then, it. It's just, this scene is so good because, like, all the sound falls away except for the music and just, like, really strange little bits of the Foley background sounds. Mm-hmm. And it's just, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. I it love it. It really just, like, it makes you feel the emotion. Like you're watching like the main, like because Elena, um, Nina Dobert's first billing on the show. Like you're watching the main character die on her own show, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh fuck, this is actually happening. We spent yeah, an entire do season. So well. They, they do, it do. So well because they kick out every other noise except for the music in the background. Um, and then they just focus in on weird parts of the Foley, like weird parts of the background noise. It focuses in once Elena drops, it focuses in on the sound of her hitting the ground and then Klaus taking his first breath afterwards. And that is so mm-hmm. like indicative to like what Stefan is feeling in that moment. Like this is what he's feeling. This is the sounds that his hyper vampire senses are focusing in on. It's focusing in on Elena hitting the ground dead. And then it's focusing in on the man who killed her still breathing. Like that's so fucking good. It is. I, I just love, I loved this scene. I just, Nina, where's your Emmy? You need it. (laughs) And uh, I think, I think, I think Brian, you were bringing this up earlier. I don't know if this is exactly what Mm -hmm. you're bringing up, but like they, they spent this entire season trying to figure out yeah. a way to save Elena. That was the whole focus of this season. Trying to find a loophole so that everyone could live. And in the end, 
none of that mattered because yeah. what what Klaus wanted to happen happened. It's just it kind of feels like because you because we're in like society like we're so used to like seeing the heroes win and the bad guys lose. We're never used to seeing the bad guys win, which is why I love like media nowadays because it's like they're showing the bad guys winning and like the heroes losing, which is awesome to me. Like knock the heroes down a goddamn peg and let the villains take over for a little bit. Like I love seeing that. So it's just, uh, for me, uh, it's very well done. I think for me, it's kind of hard to watch because of the fact that a lot of the time when I'm watching TV, I am not looking for that, like villains winning Mm storyline. I'm looking mm-hmm. for a, oh, everything will work out fine in the end. It's okay. Like, sure, these bad things are happening, but everything will work out fine. So, like, like I can just continue to watch and, like, be, like, kind of, like, chill and comforted by this this show or movie that I'm watching. With The Vampire Diaries, every episode I go in, I'm just, like, I, I have a little bit of nerves each time. Because I'm, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if someone's going to die. Like, I, I am... I, I I can't be like I don't have that what's it called that kind of like comfort of like knowing everything's going to be all right because it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the the yeah. back half of this season has been uh super fucking wild for like character deaths and bad things happening to characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like the back half of the season especially, even actually no, this season just has been very hardcore. Mm-hmm. It has like. It's not been a fun ride. I mean, it's been a fun ride, but it hasn't been a fun ride. If it's you know like what I mean. it's it's like interesting and like good watch, good to watch, you know. Yeah. But but oh yeah, there's like no like rest, you know. There's no peace. There's there's mm-hmm. a lot of like, and you know what it actually reminds me of. I'm watching this show on Netflix right now called Dead to Me. Yeah. Um, and it's like really really good. It's like a dark comedy. Um, oh, I I have watched that. I okay. forgot the title of it for a second. I watched it. But yeah, that is a good show. And I I like I finished the first season. And I was like, okay, I need a break because like the entire first season, like you know what's gonna happen in the end, and you're just kind of like waiting for it to get to that bad point where like all the bad stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you're kind of just like at like a you're like just waiting for it to happen and it's not happening until the end so you're kind of like tense the entire way through yeah and like that's what i feel like when watching the vampire diaries and tense the entire way through because you know bad things are gonna happen you just don't know when and um honestly you kind of feel like a little bit of relief when it finally happens because you're like great i don't have to stress out about that anymore you know what (laughs) actually really reminds me of you wish (laughs) so like the the Vampire Diaries, like, it's very tense. Like, this, especially this season, would not be, like, a, sh- a season I would rewatch as, like, a comfort thing. Yeah. But there are some times in which that, that tension is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uses this tension in a very good way. When you're talking about, like, Dead to Me, right? Or the thing that I thought of when you said that is um, Rogue One, that Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. The one that comes right oh, before yeah. A New Hope. That is just like a steady onward march towards death. 
because you know how that movie's going to end because you've seen mm-hmm. A New Hope. You know exactly what's going on here. But it's still like a fun watch because you're like, okay, yeah, I can see the joy before the hammer drops. With The Vampire Diaries, you don't get to see the joy before the hammer drops because the hammer drops repeatedly and very hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. sad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Julie Plek just likes to hammer all the characters. It's fine. <laughs> She's playing whack-a-mole. <laughs> She went to a Home Depot and she bought so many hammers. She just doesn't know what the fuck to do with them anymore. So that's why she has another spinoff. <laughs> now the ritual is complete. Klaus bones start breaking and you're like, oh, fuck. Klaus takes his first steps as a hybrid, kind of like a baby deer. <laughs> he's just kind of he's like learning to walk again for the first time. And then his bones start breaking. And then he's like, he- ah. And then who uh, comes in to save the day? Fucking Bonnie, Bonnie. fucking Bennett. Oh yeah! my gosh. This entire scene with Bonnie. Yes. Go. I so just love powerful. The clap of the thunder and then Klaus getting thrown. All the but, fire just coming but, back up and Bonnie just chanting. I was like, But yes! also Pat Graham chanting? Queen. Oh my gosh. Where's her Emmy? Oh my gosh. Pat Graham is so good here. She's so good. Like... I can't even express how good this was for me to watch. Like this Bonnie scene was like... definitely, yeah. Ah, I know. know? This scene, I know. This scene is definitely like one of my like top ten Bonnie Bennett moments. Like there's a bunch, but this one I like. I loved it. And so it's much. so cool to see Bonnie in control of her powers and just like knowing right? exactly what she's doing, like. It was nice to see Bonnie go from from floating feathers to throwing a hybrid and setting him on fire. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Ugh, I just love it. Okay. Also, like, how much... I have a question. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. How much time do you think Cat Graham had to stand in front of that big-ass industrial fan (laughs) to get all the footage they needed for this? Because it had to have been a while, right? Like, her skin and hair took a fucking beating here yeah <laughs> god yeah. Uh, yeah so bonnie brings klaus to the brink of death and elijah's going in to get the killing blow and he yep. says hello brother <gasps> i love ah! the hello brother I, I love it i actually really enjoyed it here too it's like my favorite like vampire diary like bit that they do the entire series. Like I just love it for some reason. It's just because I will like that scene in the pilot. Like you can't deny like that is one of the most iconic vampire diary scenes ever. And it's just, ugh. I I love. And Elijah goes in to kill Klaus in the name of their family, but Klaus reveals mm-hmm. that he didn't bury them at sea. He didn't eat them to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, they are still also, no there Titanic and they're still safe. I know, I'm so I'm upset about Titanic 2 electric boogaloo going under, but it needed to happen. Uh, he gives Elijah his word that he will take them to them. Uh, and Bonnie threatens to kill both of them because she can do that right now. And Elijah's like, actually though, sorry, but I gotta yeet because my family. And so he grabs old Klaus and takes him away. And just like that, the plan to kill Klaus fails. Can I just say how disappointed in Elijah I am? I'm so disappointed in Elijah, but also, like, I get it. I get it, but also, I thought you were an honorable man. 
Elijah, you will learn um, as the series series goes on, both series actually, everything he does is in the name of family. He is honorable and everything to the people around him, but when it comes down to his family, he will choose his family above anything else. It's definitely one of my favorite traits of Elijah is how he is honorable to people, but when it comes to family, he puts them first. But also, how are you? And there's going to be. But how are you going to trust? I don't, I just don't get how he trusts Klaus. You know, it's his brother. It's the same way why um Damon Stefan hasn't killed Damon. I mean, I guess. And why Damon hasn't killed Stefan? Like, at the end of the day, they still love each other because they're still brothers. They still care about each other in some weird way, even though they have a weird way of showing it. Maybe it's because I'm gay, and. <laughs> <laughs> No gods, no men. In this house, we're gay and we hate our family. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's because, because I love the found family trope. So, like, it's kind of like if my family's, like, if 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 I'm just so used to, all oh, this family member's being toxic, cut them out of your life. Back at the witch house, John writes a letter. Alaric is worried. Jeremy discovers that uh, John will die if this ritual goes off. And he gives yep. his life force to Elena. So John gives Jeremy the letter in his ring. Uh, they all hear the door open. And uh, upstairs, Damon brings Elena in. However, I have a fucking bone to pick with this scene. Mm-hmm. How fucking long did it take Damon to bring Elena to the witch house? Because it is full ass like noon bright sunlight here. Not like pre-dawn golden hour bullshit. The last scene we were in was in darkness. Now it is like completely bright. Well, How fucking long did it take? I feel like it shouldn't have taken that long, but also he's kind of injured, right? But like not till no. noon injured. Oh, wait. No, no. Yeah, I forgot he was bitten by a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's like, still it, like, Bam sped Elena over there when he was at the ritual. Like, yeah. How long does it take you to walk? This is just another example of the continuity. Unless being the really was like weird. really far away. I don't know. I don't the know continuity in this show is bullshit, and I'm mad. Who's in charge of continuity <sighs> on this show? Because they need to just like the basic thing of like the lighting yeah right? i could forgive them if it was like just like dawn lighting but that lighting that they had was not dawn like or like soft light that was like Dawny to me no it's because the reason i know it's not is because it wasn't golden enough because golden hour happens oh. at dusk and at dawn this was much later than dawn i don't know if that's just something i noticed because i no i i also know that's the thing like it's just fucking I just weird assumed so, um, upstairs, Damon lays Elena down on a couch, and Jeremy and Alaric go, go talk to them. John Gilbert walks out the front door, and this framing is so good, because you can see out the front door from, like, there's the frame of, like, the larger door where Elena is, like, in the couch, right? And then there's the smaller frame of the front door, and you see through the front door, John Gilbert falls to the ground and is dead mm-hmm. he gave his life yeah. force to save elena but the framing the cinematography they did oh, good. Yeah. chef's kiss they did good i forgot who directed this episode because they did a really good job it was a really good Hold episode on. google it and then we'll, wiki. We'll go to it later. i'm opening the wiki do not worry i'm opening the holy bible <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. 
holy Bible vampire diet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm I'm losing directed. my mind. Who directed it? Oh, that's Azali dying. It was directed by ba 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 ba. If my Wi-Fi would work, oh, that'd Paul be great. <gasps> oh, how many episodes has he done before? Let me look. I feel like he's done. He's done like, a lot. I feel like I've seen his name quite a lot. Nope, he has only done the sun also rises. I think. Really? Whoa. He's done some other show, then that I like a lot. He um he was director of photography during the first two seasons of the Vampire Diaries. He was director on. Uh, okay, just go back to that episode, I guess. Thanks. He did. He did a lot on the originals, which is why I recognize his name. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, he was the director of photography yeah. on the first season of the originals. That's where. And I've also seen the director of photography on the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, but he only directed this one episode. Wow, that's his only director credit on IMDb. By the way, whoa, that's it. Everything and else is honestly. He should have done Ooh. a little more, maybe. No, but yeah, Paul Summers, you directed one episode and you did a fantastic Amazing. job with it, sir. Amazing. Really, honestly, though, just like hit the mark the first time and then just bounce out. You know, you, yep. you've peaked. He quit while he you're was ahead. Exactly. He was like, while you're ahead. <laughs> he quit while he was ahead. He was like, oh yeah, like I can do this thing. Yeah, sure, whatever, I'll do it. And then he was just like, yeah, whatever, I'll stop doing it. It's like one of those people who are like casually just really good at things, and they just do it once. And yeah. You're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Next thing. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um. So God, that also makes sense why this episode had such great cinematography. Because if he was yeah. in both the, you know, if he was in the director chair, he'd be like, hey, this would be fucking dope. Yeah. So yeah. we cut back to the Lockwood house where Tyler finally wakes up from his nap. Uh, oh, and by the way, Elena's okay and not a vampire. Oh, yeah, Elena's yeah, yeah. fine. She's good. She, we, we all, we, she's good. <laughs> Whatever. We got so caught up in the artistry of the moment, you know? <laughs> I know. And John dying. But like, ugh. Anyway, Tyler woke up. Tyler's waking up from his nap and his hair is very fluffy. I just really appreciate his hair. (laughs) I really appreciate his hair, his body, (laughs) his face. So uh, Tyler reveals that he never should have left. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Caroline reveals that her and Matt have officially broken up. And then you're like, Matt? I hate you a little bit. Matt, you fucking dick. Get on my nerves. Uh, But then Tyler... Tyler's like, hey, just come here. You just need a fucking hug and some cuddles. Come here. And so it hurt. Do. It hurts so much because Caroline was like making like joke like jokes about herself and like jokes about her and Tyler's friendship about the like throughout the entire season. Like it turned into one big joke for her. She's just laughing and all of a sudden she just started break down the crying. crying and I was like, was, the crying I was love, a lot. Also, another thing, I because I didn't notice it the first time I watched this. I noticed it when I was writing everything out for the episode. Um was Tyler still naked? Yeah, no, I was, was also questioning that. Because I'm pretty sure Tyler's dick was still out. I was also questioning that. <laughs> he was just like, hey, Caroline, hey, mama, come here. <laughs> and Caroline was just like, yeah, whatever. And she got under the blanket with him. Yeah, Caroline her fully getting clothed, underneath Tyler the blanket naked. with him, I was like, is he still naked? <laughs> like, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it so. I love this show. This show has like now that I'm noticing like these like these small things now because like I'm doing like two rewatches. Oh my god, this show is fucking great. I love it. They're so stupid. I love this. I love the CW so much. I literally have a note of just like, wait, is she just like next to his dick? Is his dick still out? Is his? Is it just still out? But also, his dick was absolutely still out. Yeah. (laughs) But also, I love how they were like, okay, we've closed the entire chapter on Matt and Caroline. There we go. Did someone say chapter? Shut up, Bryant. (laughs) I'm going to fucking come to Florida and slap you upside the goddamn head. You fucking just wreck your shit. It's a figure of speech, not a literal chapter, Bryant. You know I'm gonna do it. You know I gotta do it. You don't. You actually I don't. Do. Specifically, do not you have actually to. Actually, don't. In this contract, I have written out for myself. I have put a cl- a, cl- a clause in. God damn it! Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh, whatever. What happens next? Oh, I I, I Wait, didn't finish back. my oh, thought. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Matt and Caroline, they're done. We've said this is over. Finally, you know, because I've been yep. calling it since season one, the end of season one, and finally they're like, it's over, you know. Um, and then and- it really should have been over much, much earlier. Yeah, and then they were like, all right, so now they're over. Now let's focus in on Tyler and Caroline here, you know. And we're let's just- focus yeah. in on the fact that Tyler's super naked. And yeah, blanket let's and focus they are in on that. Way too friendly, and let's like let's just push that. And they're, I love how this show's like. No need to wait it out. No need to like. Not even like twenty <laughs> minutes later. Like immediately, they're like, "All right, now we're gonna show this in your face. Hope you're good with that. Bye bye." <laughs> like, dude. Okay, but now we cut to the real sadness of this. Uh, of this episode oh God. is back at the Gilbert House. It is time for a funeral. Yep. Uh, there's apparently plenty of room in the Gilbert family plot where they bury Jenna and they bury John. Uh, and oh, Elena wait, loses also? so many parents. Elena has lost. Hold up, no. Let's let's count this out for a moment. Elena's lost five parental figures yeah. in like under a year. Yeah, that is an inordinate mm-hmm. amount of parental yeah. figures to have and then lose. But also think about the fact that. In the Gilbert plot, like the the funeral, the grave plot that they have, right? They have mm-hmm. two people who are married, right? And then they have his brother mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her sister, and they're all just mm-hmm. dead in a grave. Mm-hmm. That is wild to me. They're especially because they're all like, they're not even like the age that you would think someone would be going into a grave at. They're all like. Probably like fifty and below, 50s. right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. So thirties. Yeah. So, so they're all just and the entire family dead, just dead. Basically, if you're a parental figure in Mystic Falls, you have an open grave ready for you in the, in the Mystic Falls Cemetery. That's basically what it yeah. is. Yeah. It, it is wild to me that all this has happened to Elena, and somehow she's still standing. But not only Elena, all right, because there's an entire scene. Where, where where Elena and Jeremy are talking and Elena's just like, Jeremy, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry for all you've lost. 
And I was like, but Elena, you've also lost a lot too. Like, like, that's just I know. wild. Elena just like kind of brushes all that off. She's like, I'm sorry for all the people you've had to lose. You also lost them, Elena. It's who Elena is. She really cares she more like, about other people than herself. And that's insane to me. She's just like, okay. she, it's a, insane to me how she has to like, just bear all of the weight of everything and then just move, has to move on. Because because her little yeah. brother Jeremy is also in the picture and he's also dealing with a lot. Just yeah. wow. I know. Uh but bright side, Jeremy's just like, I still have you. And God I love the Aww. Gilbert siblings. Love those yep. love those two. Such a good God, such a good duo. Love them. Yes. Uh Elena sits down to read John's letter, which opens up with the line of it's no easy task being a parent to an extraordinary child. That, that. John, you weren't a parent at all. Yeah. Just say it's no easy task being a parent to a child because you weren't that, my guy. True, but like, also that line. Like, it's because the child is too cool. Like, no, man, you just weren't a parent at all. Yes, but also that line. Slaps. It slaps. It's, sla- it's a good line. It's a good line. This letter is full of bangers. He also says, um, like, I'm so glad that you get to live and, like, raise your child. And it is for that child that I give you my ring. And so he's giving the Gilbert ring to his grandchild maybe someday. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yep. But, like, it's such a good, like, this letter full of fucking bangers. Yeah. Uh, And then, like, the song playing over at Birdie, uh, Skinny Love. What was? What was, did not help what was the reason what was the reason i need to i need that i need a dissertation on why you did that to me jordan jordan i'm gonna warn you now anytime a birdie song plays on the vampire diaries it's gonna hurt well this is the only birdie thought, song i actually know so I thought this oh was by, there's I thought this was not by birdie it's not by bernie it was it's no it's not it's, it's bon the by cover. on over okay it's the cover it's her cover okay. of it Okay, that's fine. I'm saying this is the only song I've heard Birdie ever sing because it was popular. And that's the only connection I have to Birdie. This popular song. Yeah. My connection to Birdie is this fucking show. (laughs) So, um, John kind of ends his letter by saying that he'll love her the same no matter if she's reading this as a vampire or or a human. Uh, Which, love that for him. Mm -hmm. Love that John Gilbert became chill at literally the last possible moment. Like, thanks for trying to guilt trip us into loving you after you're dead. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. I will admit this kind of redeemed, like, made me like forgive him a little bit towards the end because, like, just the way he's the way he said things. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things. I he's still my favorite character. Like, I but like I will admit the selfless sacrifice he did, and just like how he did it without even blinking, just. I don't know. I just really thought that was like very like. You know what it it reminded me of? Mm -hmm. Um, because the last time we saw John, like him and Elena had a talk, and then he kind of explained how he has to kind of like work up into that parental figure role or whatever. Blah blah blah. Um. Yeah. And like it kind of felt like this was the the writers writing in him like living up to that parental like this was the way he could have this is the way he did it you know. Yeah. That's true. I feel like this is like the only way he could have like ever gotten Elena's forgiveness is sacrificing himself basically for the greater good. Because mm-hmm. all he's done yeah. is like anything in his own best interest. Damon, I am looking at you. <laughs> looking at you, Damon. Speaking of, we there's a funeral, and I'm fucking sad. Uh-huh. I am so oh, sad. Oh, I cried uh-huh. writing this one. 
she places roses on the grave of Jenna and John, and then two more on the grave of her actual parents. It's just why? Ugh. Why? Why must you do this to me? Like it hurts so bad. It does it hurts so much? I hate this because <sighs> I remember watching the preview for this episode, like the promo at the end of episode twenty twenty. And I remember them just showing like people, them laying down the flowers and them like really only saying the sacrifice happens tonight. That's all we really kind of got. So like we kind of knew like shit was going to go down, but knowing like, and seeing it in this episode, oh God, it just hurts. Every time I watch this scene, I just, tears form and I get sad. There's no (laughs) way you watch this unless you're a monster and don't cry a little bit. Yeah. Just like a few tears. Uh, So. Yeah. Literally, my only note for this scene is, this is so sad. I hate it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I also wrote, I also wrote, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I wrote, as John reads the letter, vo- shut letter up. over don't, voiceover. Don't, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Uh, so, last thing here uh, for this episode is, hey, in case you forgot, Damon's been hiding a wolf bite the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Stefan's like, I'm not going to let you die. I'm not going to let Elena lose anybody else. Like, Stefan? Maybe let him die. Yeah. It's just sad. But uh, they're all kind of worried on the future that they have now against original Elijah and newly made hybrid Klaus. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a lot going on, admittedly. But Stefan's like, I'm going to save my brother. Uh, Which... Not, Not the priority at all. But unfortunately, yep. it's how it's going to go. So yep. uh, then we. And then Damon does the most Damon thing ever. <laughs> he dramatically walks off into a graveyard like the edgy 12 year old that he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where this episode ends. That's it. Hey, in case you forgot, we still have one ho- more episode to go through because that was not the season finale. Even though it felt uh... like it was. Even though it felt like it was. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk this... about it when we talk about the next episode, yeah. but the next episode feels like the first episode of season three, not the last episode of season two. Yeah. Let's jump into episode 212, As I Lay Dying. Uh, what, this no, what? 222. 222. 222. <laughs> Let me take that from the top. I'm sorry, I haven't eaten food today. Oh. Episode oh, 222. Let's jump in. Fuck it, let me just... <laughs> Let's jump into episode 222, As I Lay Dying. As we mentioned, it feels, this episode tonally feels weird. Because the last episode felt like the finale. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. 100%. And this one feels... Out of place. This one feels not like a season premiere, but it feels like it's it's just weird. It, It feels like a filler episode, like it belongs in the middle of the season. It's it's wild. And like, here's the thing. I understand they needed to set up new stuff for the next season. But this was like the worst way they could have done it. So the Netflix description for As I Lay Dying is more than one life hangs in the balance as the consequences of the sacrifice ritual play out to a horrifying conclusion. Which tells us nothing. Uh-huh. It's a lot of words yeah. to say. It's a nothing burger of words. Not even Netflix knew what was going on in this episode. <laughs> and you know what? They Vampire Diaries doesn't know what the fuck is going on in this episode either. Exactly. Because nope. it's like Jenna or 
Jenna's room is empty and Elena's having a fucking moment and then Damon's there and he's like, I need your forgiveness, which is a shitty way to ask somebody like to forgive you. Yeah. The and then it just gets weirder from there. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, it does. So Damon's werewolf bite is taking a really fucking long time to like kick in mm-hmm. much longer than Rose's yeah. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's the amount of venom in his system because it was just a nip versus a full bite. Nip, nip. Or I'm wondering if it's that good, good plot armor. Uh-huh. I'm thinking it's the <laughs> latter. Damon just like casually tries to commit suicide. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very casual about it. And I will say the song that plays behind this is very dramatic. <laughs> This entire scene is dramatic. I just love how he just pours himself a glass of bourbon, opens it up, basks in the sunlight, and then burn. And that's just it. Because then Stefan, like, is not having it. He throws him down in the murder basement and locks up Damon. Yep. Uh, Which, good. Very good. There you go. Uh, In the woods, uh, we see Klaus. And scruffy, slightly dirty Joseph Morgan. I love you. Naked Joseph Morgan. I love you, Joseph Morgan. Uh, And he has apparently been on a bender for like two days. Which. Yikes. Wild. So he can turn at will. Um, That's not good. Not good at all. That's not great. Uh, And that also gives us a timeline here. That also gives us a timeline is that Damon's been alive for two days, just like vibing with vampire venom mm-hmm. or with werewolf venom. It's just pretty d- sure that's not how that works. Doesn't make any sense uh, to me, but okay. Elijah wants to keep their deal and he's uh, asking Klaus to bring him to their family. And Klaus is like, yeah, defo. We'll 100% do this for you. So we cut to Alaric at the grill. He is grieving and drinking, and he's in a state. But Stefan calls and asks Alaric for help with Damon. And Alaric's like, yeah, bet. Even though Damon's the man who got his girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Yep. You're like, why are you... This is the second time Damon has helped with that. Getting someone he loves killed. And he's just like, yeah, no, but me and Damon are friends, though. So, like, it, like, 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 bros before hoes, you know? <laughs> and just, like, why? Yeah. Just why, dude? He hasn't done anything good for you. Exactly. Never. To anyone. Like, pros and cons list for Alaric being friends with Damon. Cons. Damon killed your wife. Also, con, Damon killed your girlfriend. Pro, Damon did murder you once? Pro. That might be a con. Actually, maybe the pro is that they both can drink together. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But, like, I've had friendships based on a lot less. But also, I've cut off friendships for a lot less than murdering my wife and my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's always that. Uh, So... In the Mystic Falls Square, they are having a Gone with the Wind casual cosplay event. (laughs) And by that, I mean they're watching a movie in Town Square and 
dressing up as Gone with the Wind character for some reason. This entire plot device is so I will admit, even watching this and as a very hardcore Vampire Diaries fan, like knowing that like, yeah, they just need like certain town events to like get the plot going. This one, I'm kind of like, why? It's wild. This like, plot, what, like, what's the reason? This entire like them going to go watch Gone with the Wind, and everyone's for some reason dressing up like I don't know. It's like the nineteen whatever the time period it is, eighteen sixties. It's yeah. hilarious to me. It's so like <laughs> they just pull that out of thin air. Town movie night, cool. Could have done it. Absolutely, very one thousand percent a okay. Definitely a small town thing to do. Uh-huh. Everybody uh-huh. dressing up in period costumes, bro. <laughs> Not normal. <laughs> Sounds like a fever dream. I remember there was one day near Kansas City Comic Con a few years ago that a bunch of the Homestuck cosplayers went out and like went to eat and stuff. And the Kansas City like news had a fucking field day with just like casual Homestuck cosplayers. Mm-hmm. How is this fucking normal in Mystic Falls? <laughs> How? You know what? The Mystic Falls is just a. It's a town that doesn't exist in real the life. Only, I mean, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's just, it's a weird place. The only way I could rationalize land. this entire episode is to think that this is all a part of Damon's, like, brain. Like, just, like, going insane. Yeah, this has to be, this has to be entirely <laughs> Damon's fever dream. Not just part of it. All of it. All of it. That makes, that actually makes, makes more sense. If they had done the episode like that, I probably would have liked this episode more. Yeah, same. It's just wild. It's a it, like B said earlier. It is a roller coaster, and this one is the one you want your guest in roller coaster tycoon day. <laughs> you know, we've all been there. We've all casually watched Gone with the Wind in our period clothing and our petticoats and a bonnet. Like you know, we've all been there. No. We haven't. No, we, we have haven't. Not. Oh, okay, well then, great. <laughs> no, we absolutely have not. Like I've done some weird ass shit. Same, <laughs> but never. I've never done Gone with the Wind casual cosplay day. Yeah, I feel like this is a cult. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. So. The one takeaway from the scene, though, is Caroline Forbes. Oh yeah. Yet again. Oh yeah. She's trying her best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She arrives with a full-on picnic, and she's like, we're going to channel Scarlet, and we'll persevere. And I'm like, you know what? Go, Caroline. I love Caroline's <laughs> ability to always have a smile on her face, even though she's probably going through pain because of her recent breakup. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the death of a close friend. But And her mom potentially hating her and wanting yeah, to kill her. But, Caroline, I love you. You know? I wish I, wish I was like Caroline. I really wish I was. Me too. Just, oh, yeah. Are you good? No. <laughs> this episode think, really this, it took it out of me. Dude. I think this, it's kind of bad. I think it finally broke her. It finally this broke episode, her. Yeah, this episode, like last episode, very good. This episode, weird. Yeah. So at the witch yeah. house, Bonnie's reaching out to the spirits of dead witches to find to find a cure for for hybrid um for werewolf bite sorry werewolf bite (laughs) Uh, and hey the last time bonnie 
reached out to the spirits, she did get possessed by Emily Bennett. Mm-hmm. So Stefan's like, what's the worst that could happen? Motherfucker, she could get possessed again. <laughs> Bro. And you know what happens? One quick possession later. <laughs> and then they have info. Plot device, baby. Bennett witch flex tape strikes again. So the, uh, <laughs> the cure for a, uh, the cure for a werewolf bite is they just have a name, Klaus. Klaus. That's just it. Yep. The one thing I do love about this, though, I didn't really notice it the first time I watched it, but watching it this time, um, the bon- it's not Bonnie's voice. It's actually Bianca Lawson's voice and oh, Kat really? Graham just, like, lip syncing. Yeah. What? I didn't love know that. that. Yeah. That's yeah, fun. it is. Because um, Bianca Lawson, they originally were going to have Bianca Lawson, like, kind of, like, I think, appear in front of Stefan. But then they kind of went for the um, other route where Bonnie kind of just talked. Love that. Because, yeah, Bianca Lawson has cre- has voice credit for this That's one. That's so cool. That's fun. That's a fun yeah. fact. Thank you, Brian. You are so welcome. I contributed one thing, <laughs> and now I must go. Okay, bye. So, bye. Um, we cut to the police station where Carol Lockwood is out of the hospital after being yeeted down the stairs. Like, two days ago. And, uh... She goes and immediately, like, talks shit to Liz Forbes. Because she's back to work. She wants an update on the whole vampire situation. Liz is like, I'm doing what I can to keep the town safe. But Carol's like, "Mm -mm 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 -mm. figure it out. Or I'm going to find someone who will. Can I just say, what a stupid, stupid, stupid thing for Carol to do. How are you? Explain. Okay, here's here's my explanation of Carol being stupid. Okay. She goes to Sheriff Forbes and is like, oh, progress is not be happening fast enough. And is like, oh, I need you to speed it up, right? Not knowing any details, right? Of, like, mm-hmm. any information, right? Doesn't know, like, maybe what detriments could happen from trying to speed this thing up too fast. Um... And honestly, to me, screams of, I was inefficient, so now I need you to be more efficient so I don't look like the bad guy. Okay. I just think yeah. everything that happens in this episode, it's like, it's like, like, even though this episode sucks, you know, everything that happens with Cheris Forbes seems like something that would happen in real life. Like, 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 a, uh, like a higher up saying, oh, I need to, do, to, to just do this, blah, 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 do it quicker. And then everyone's scrambling to do it quicker. And then at, at the end, um, because everyone was scrambling to do it quicker, it turns out horribly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that's like. a Vampire Diaries for you. <laughs> I, I I don't even think that's a Vampire Diaries thing. That's just like a hierarchy thing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but Stefan uh, joins up everybody else for the movie viewing. He uh, reveals to Elena that Damon was bitten by Tyler, and Elena feels guilty for not letting Damon apologize. Uh, Stefan's like, I'm going to find a cure. Don't worry. I got it. Uh, Yep. Meanwhile, in the murder basement. (laughs) In the murder basement, Damon's hallucinations get the better of him. Uh, He finds himself magically transported back to 1864. And hey, did you guys forget that Damon fought for the Confederacy? (laughs) Hey. Okay. Did you forget that? Okay, I'm... I'm going to okay. Here's what, what I'm going to say. say Damon, don't. no, it's don't. nothing bad. Damon, d- d- no. Damon has stated he did not agree with anything in the Confederacy. He's so he fought only joined for because the of the pressure. 
he he still that I'm not defending what he it's stupid that he fought, but he didn't like it and he was forced to by his father. That's really what I it was. Care. But still, but damn you're an that, idiot. But here's here's the thing. Oh. I don't care. Exactly, I don't care okay. either. You still did it. He still fought for the Confederacy. So I don't care about and your reasoning why you did it. You still did it. Also, he doesn't say any. He doesn't like say sorry for it until much later in the series. Like they just let this point stand for a fuck while. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's they been do. a full season. He doesn't apologize for it now. He doesn't apologize for it next season. He doesn't apologize for it until like way down the line. Yeah. Oh. Like if you actually Damon. gave a shit, you'd fucking apologize straight up. Exactly. Or if you actually gave a shit, you would fucking what is it called defecting just don't fucking fight yeah get your ass kicked out of the military it ain't that hard damon salvatore's over party just <laughs> act gay or something and they'll <laughs> cut you out. we found his old tweets that he left up knowing full well that he fought for the fucking confederacy like seriously it was 1864 <laughs> it could not have been that hard to get tossed out of the military like just act like you're gay or some shit and they'll throw you out like seriously or get shot just get shot <laughs> <laughs> Just die. <laughs> Run away into the night. It's the fucking... Run away into the woods. They ain't got no way to fucking find you. <laughs> anyway, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine's flirting with Damon. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Hey, remember that that love triangle happened in 1864? Yeah. Anyway. I did. Uh, we cut back to, Alar- to Alaric's apartment where Catherine... Present day Catherine is still here with Klaus and Elijah. And uh, also Stefan walks in here, right? Yeah. Yeah, he just magically appears. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Elijah... Elijah gets daggered by Klaus because he is yep. reuniting them with his family. Klaus did yep. technically keep his word. He did, but man, is he a bitch-ass bitch about it, huh? Yep. So uh, <laughs> Klaus then also stabs Stefan, bringing him to like the brink of death. Uh, but Stefan's needing to find a cure, and he, mm-hmm. uh, Klaus can use him, and he will give him the cure if he's not useless. Yep. He's just shy of useless. Just shy. Just a little bit. He's almost there. Almost there. Uh, so back in the murder the basement, cliff. just push him right off that motherfucking cliff. <laughs> yeah. Back in the murder basement, Alaric is on Damon duty and gives Damon his ring back as well as uh, as well as a double shot of bourbon because fuck it. They love uh, to drink, man. That's their really only do. personality yeah. trait and the only thing tying together their friendship. Uh, exactly. Uh, so also, uh, Elena arrives at the Salvatore house but gets arrested by Liz Forbes as Liz Forbes uh, does stupid things she like raids the house vampire yep. raid this can't be legal it's not legal it also doesn't but make no. any sense how Elena's trying to warn them of things that might go wrong and also Alaric and they're just like no we know what we're doing we know better than you because all cops are bastards. Exactly. I was hoping we could bring that up because I just wanted to say this entire episode screams all cops are bastards, you know? This entire yeah. episode really, really screams fuck the po- police. And I love that about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fuck the police. Uh, 
basically they just let Damon out of the out of the what is it? Murder cell? Murder the cell. Murder, murder yeah, the murder cell. cell. Murder, murder, murder cell in the murder basement. <laughs> murder cell in the murder basement. <laughs> There's so much murdering going on here. So back at the town square, yeah. uh, everybody's watching Gone with the Wind. Because if you haven't... How much do you think... Hey, guys. How much do you think they paid for to show Gone with the Wind? I don't want to know. Probably a good <laughs> chunk of money, and they barely used it. Because yeah. it's not under Creative Commons. It's from 1939. We're only up to 1932 or 33 for Creative Commons. Uh, so it's not like it was free. They paid this money. Yeah, I don't I love know. how they spend their money. You know, I, I know exactly what happened. They were like, oh, like we have all this money left over that we didn't spend on special <laughs> yeah, <effects."> exactly. <laughs> like, what if we just buy Gone with the Wind to show on our Vampire Diaries TV show? <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, it takes place in the South, so they're probably like, you know what? Gone with the Wind. <laughs> also, that movie, by the way, is like three hours long. Wait, what? That movie? I've never seen Gone with the Wind. Is... 230 minutes long which is like three hours over three hours god no who's sitting down to watch that at a town square here's the thing old movies were long because they could be long and they had no just like blatant disregard for like what people would watch or like good storytelling they were like fuck it we're gonna be long because we can exactly there's an intermission mm. during gone with the wind <gasps> so is there an intermission during this festival that's oh that's when carolyn and everyone like ran off to go do their plots then they came back and finished the rest of the movie exactly yeah. <laughs> they came back they were like and intermission let's go <laughs> jeremy goes to try and find damon because damon's been released and elena's now missing so he runs off to find folks uh, so, yep. cut back to Alaric's apartment where Klaus tells Stefan a story about a vampire who was on and off the wagon for like a century. A ripper. He tells uh, the story about a place that I think we've heard before, uh, Monterey. And it's revealed that mm -hmm. that ripper was Stefan. Uh, Stefan says Yay! that that ripper and vampire is gone and not coming back. But uh, Klaus said that he could use one when... Uh, that's that's how that's how Stefan could cure Damon is if he becomes a ripper again. So to demonstrate this in the most dramatic ass fashion, he brings uh, Klaus bites Cat and then heals her with his own blood. Yep. So only Klaus's, Klaus's blood will blood. heal a werewolf bite. Yep. Which, and Klaus and Klaus only. So now we got to keep him alive. Which can I just say? How OP can Klaus get? But like, no, I actually don't think it's OP. I think that's very good power balancing because everybody fucking hates Klaus and everybody would, if given the opportunity, murder him. Having him ha be the cure for werewolf bites is very useful. Oh, because you it's can't a murder very him. Good, yeah. Because then you can't kill him. Mm, yeah. But also everybody hates him anyway. So everybody's going to try and like, bring him close to death or everybody's going to try and get some of his blood i think it's a very clever power balancing because they played the power balance really well here with 
the originals all being hated and then with uh you know uh what the fuck am i trying to say here with the way that vampires and werewolves interact it makes a very good it's a very i think it's actually very good power balancing it seems op at first and then you remember everybody fucking hates klaus michelson Mm. yeah and that's just the good shit uh so uh let's see (sighs) here um then we go back to uh the mystic girl police station no, we go to the police station first. Okay. Yep. Or wait, no, we go, sorry, we go back to the town square first. Uh, Damon's hallucinations are becoming harder to differentiate from real life. Uh, he, and also it doesn't help that it's gone with the wind, so he just thinks he's in 1860, what the fuck ever. <laughs> uh, and Jeremy snaps him out of it and gets him away from the public. Right, right, right. Good job, Jer. Not before um, seeing a hallucination of lovely Miss Catherine. Um, standing on a statue looking all 1860s. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that, though. Like, it was just like, boom, hi, how I, are you? And then she's like, I, gone. I think it's so cool how they had that because of the whole entire extras being in those costumes. But also, it feels like they did all of that for that one scene and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> they did all of it just for the payoff of Damon hallucinating, but then they only let Damon hallucinate in the dark for like 20 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Wild. Um, then we, uh, we cut to the police station where, uh, Elena is in Liz's office. Liz, uh, wants to know, like, what's going on. Um, but basically Liz just unlawfully holds Elena in the office while Damon is in the square and Liz is going to go fucking murder him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep. But that does not stop Elena. <laughs> Elena does the right thing and breaks out of the fucking office. She tosses a fucking chair through a window, which apparently nobody heard, <laughs> and just like yeets herself out of there. If you're trapped um, in a police station, yeah. just go for it, man. Just go for it. Break out just of there. Just take the chair. Yeet. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> God, all cops are bastards, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. We cut back to the grill. Uh, Liz sneaks into the grill and tries to shoot Damon. Damon speeds out of the way, and Liz shoots Jeremy point blank in the chest. Holy yep. shit! Like, fuck. Um, For real? What? That's and, what we're doing. And at that moment, I was like, Liz. I'm annoyed at you for several reasons, but mainly just because you shot Jeremy. But also, you could have avoided this by, like, I don't know having some logic and reason and maybe trying to be more clever about the whole situation. But no, you didn't do that. And now Jeremy is dying on the floor. She yeah, really you know did what? not try and be sneaky about it at all either. She was just like, point blank. Like, as, if he, as if he doesn't have super speed? Yeah. I don't think she thought about that part. She wasn't thinking She's at all. Like, Hey, cops, don't fucking think. Yeah. Jeremy's fucking dead. Just straight up. Caroline tries to feed him some blood, but it does not work out. It does not work. it does not. And Bonnie, being the strongest one out of all of them, like, fights through her tears and was like, Alaric, get me, let's get Jeremy out of here. I have a plan. (gasps) Oh, boy. Love that for her. 
She's, oh, I'm not ready for this. I'm so not ready for this. We cut back, though, to uh, Alark's apartment where Klaus bottles up some of his blood and he gives Stefan the deal. If Stefan becomes a ripper and uh, joins him on like a decade long bender, uh, Klaus will heal his brother. To seal the deal, Klaus makes Stefan drink a blood bag. And then once Stefan finishes that one, he slides him another one. And, and another. <laughs> We know just about how this is going to go. Yeah. Back at the witch house, though, uh, Bonnie and Lark set Jeremy down in the basement, and uh, Bonnie basically, uh, like, brute forces the witches into bringing Jeremy back to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, love that for her. She was, like, uh, crying. Her nose was bleeding. She was like, I uh, love him. And then they were like, all right, you love him. We'll, we'll, we'll give it back to you, but... No, it will have consequences. Yep. There will be consequences. The witches are very sneaky about that. They hmm. really are. What uh, the consequences so we, are? I wonder. I guess we'll find out later. Uh, yeah. Back at the town square, Elena is rushing to find Damon. Uh, she does find him. And uh, Damon is again hallucinating him and Catherine. Uh in the hallucination, Damon makes the choice to feed from Catherine, which is like a choice of being with her forever. In mm-hmm. real time, though, he does feed from Elena. Uh, and thankfully, she manages to snap him out of it, but he does... Uh, he is basically dying, just like vibing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut back to the grill. Caroline tells Liz that Jeremy's okay. Carolina feels that uh, Liz already did know the truth. Uh, like, I told you the truth once and I made you forget, uh, which is wild. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, a, this seems like a nice little wrap up for Caroline's storyline for the entire season because she's been trying to hide who she was. And now she's like, you know what? I'm a vampire. It's who I what? am. And we are back to that metaphor about being gay. God damn it. I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, to me, to me, it felt so rushed. Like they could have paced it out better more. Maybe like yeah. introduce it even a little more like the last two episodes, but they were just like, all right, let's just shove it in here because we gotta we gotta tie we up. We gotta wrap this up. Yeah, it really did kind of rush Liz's like acceptance of Caroline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes that's how it happens when you're gay and your parents don't accept it. One day they wake up and they're like, "Hmm, we chill, I guess." <laughs> yeah. Plus, I also think like the shock of killing Jeremy made her realize, oh shit, like I. I messed up. I fucked up there. I need to change my ways. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cut back to the Gilbert house. Uh, We we see one of my favorite tropes of all time, which is Google, thing that just happened. (laughs) Jeremy Googled. Back from the dead. It's like that, that scene in Killing Eve where uh, where Eve fucking Googles Apple. Yeah. Eve. <laughs> yeah. It's like that scene. I love these kind of scenes because they're so fucking stupid. Just for no goddamn reason. They're so fucking stupid. Uh, so back at the fucking Salvatore house, Elena's trying to take care of Damon and she's. Uh, oh, wait. No, we missed out on, on, on Jeremy and Bonnie's conversation. Oh, yeah. Bonnie FaceTimed in for some reason. Yeah. And she's like, you'll have to repay me. And the next day and the next day. And then Alaric comes in and is like realizing. Makes fun of him. (laughs) And also now Alaric is homeless. So he's just going to crash there. (laughs) 
He's not homeless. He's filling in the parental role that Jeremy has lost again. But and you know what happens when can he do that? I mean, if under some kind of circumstance he did marry Isabel, so Elena is kind of his stepdaughter. No, no. 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 Uh, Isabel wasn't Elena's legal mom. But yeah. like biologically. But like uh, on paper paperwork. That's what they're talking There's about. There's no paperwork to back any of this shit up. Like, they like, burned it Alaric, all. <laughs> Alaric's now a parental figure, and he makes a good parental figure. Uh, and you know what happens to parental figures? Da, da, da. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, so we cut back to the Salvatore house where Elena's taking care of Damon as he's trying to fight through. He is still hallucinating. Um, uh-huh. Damon asks Elena to tell Stefan that he's sorry, which, say it yourself, you bitch-ass bitch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he kind of can't right now because they don't know where Stefan is. Write a letter. Write it down somewhere. Come on. (laughs) Write a letter while Bernie plays in the background. (laughs) God, come on. Uh, So, at Alaric's apartment, Alaric keeps throwing Stefan blood bags. Fucking Jesus Christ. At Alaric's apartment, Klaus keeps throwing Stefan blood bags. Klaus says that he's not going to give it to him and he's not going to give Stefan the cure until uh, until Stefan becomes a ripper. Becomes a ripper yep. and leaves town with, with Klaus. Yep. Uh, so he takes Klaus Klaus's deal and Klaus gives the bottle of his blood to Catherine and compels her that she's free to go. And uh, Catherine gets the fuck out of there. As which is going to be all of our quarantine moods when we can finally fully... <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we cut back to the Stefan house. Elena's just like... Elena's being entirely too nice to a man who has done nothing but torture her. Yep. Uh, per usual. I feel and... like I'm going to be the only one who likes this scene. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. You are correct. Okay. Um, Elena uh, is like comforting Damon. For some reason, she kisses him. Ugh. I hate it here. I hate Ugh. it here so goddamn much. I okay. do not pity Damon. He did this I, to himself. I'm gonna say I like this because it was like because I remember like the writers come out and like saying like why Elena kissed him. She only kissed him because she thought he was gonna die. Yeah, I know that, Brian. I can still find it gross and disgusting and no reason for it. I know, but I still like the scene, though. No. There are Delana moments that I like, and I'm going to fully admit that as a human being. I have made mistakes. I am a sinner. I don't think you're a (laughs) sinner for liking Delana moments, okay? Because I remember, like, growing up, even though I didn't watch the Vampire Diaries, I did see some clips of them, and I was like, oh, I can see the appeal, right? So, like, I don't necessarily hate all Delena moments, at least the ones I've seen. I just think that some of them are just not deserved. And this is one of those ones that just, why? Like, like why? I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I feel like Damon hasn't earned a kiss. Like, there's no reason for this. Like, there's no reason for Elena to be comforting him because he's the cause of everything that just happened last episode. There's no reason for her to kiss him. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Elena does, I feel like we revealed it by now, kissed him. Uh, Catherine then shows up to give Damon the cure. Uh, and Elena, through this, learns about Stefan. Uh, that now he's a ripper and that he sacrificed everything to save Damon. 
Uh, yeah. And as Catherine leaves, she says that she tells Elena that it, it's okay to love them both. Uh, I did. And to that I say, I hate it here. I hate it here so goddamn much. <laughs> we cut to a warehouse where Elijah's in a coffin and two men lead him into a crate filled with even more coffins. I wonder, are these the Michelson siblings? Mm. We love to see it. I'm so excited about where this is going to fucking lead. I'm so psyched. Me uh, too. So Klaus also says that I rarely get played a for a fool, which I love. He's such a good fucking villain. Uh, and we are finally leaving Mystic Falls. Woo-hoo! I'm so fucking glad. Let's get We're out of here. Finally out of here. Let's get out of this godforsaken town. Stefan, by the way, is fully like a ripper. Like, yeah. He mm-hmm. hunts down some innocent girl, absolutely fucking murks her. Uh, and you think that's the end. But. Yep, but. That's it. Oh, there's more? But. 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 We cut to the Gilbert house. Uh, Jeremy is, like, woken up by a bump in the night. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, And like any good protagonist in a horror movie, he decides to A white protagonist in a horror movie. (laughs) Like any white boy in a horror movie, he decides to investigate. He gets downstairs, and he feels like there's someone behind him. uh, And he, like, looks around, and we see behind him Vicky Donovan. And you're like, Vicky? And then he goes downstairs, and he's greeted by Anna. And they're like, Anna? Dun, dun, dun. And he, like, he sees them. He turns around, and he, like, does a double take. And they're both right there. Yeah. This is a win for me, all right? This is clearly a win for me. (laughs) It's a win for me, all right? (laughs) My God. All right. I miss Vicky. Vicky's back. I miss Anna. Anna's back. Here we go, ladies. Who's going to tell her? <laughs> I already know what's going to happen, Brian, all right? Let me enjoy my moments for a moment, all right? I already can see what's happening. I already know it's not going to work out. Let me enjoy it while I can. Okay, that's fair. And with that, with Jordan absolutely fucking loving it here, the second season of The Vampire Diaries is over, folks. Season three is going to be a wild fucking ride, homie. Yay! I'm so psyched. Uh, I'm so ready for season three. Hey, Jordan. Yeah? What do you rank episode season two, episode 21, The Sun Also Rises? The fake season finale, but maybe the real season finale in our hearts. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, even though it constantly made me sad and never stopped stomping on <laughs> my heart, okay? Yes, correct. Um, I think the best element of this episode is that it never stopped stomping on my heart, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, it, it's not that, like, I don't necessarily know if, like, characters were used well in this episode because, you know, Jenna... Um, mm-hmm. yes. I don't know. The pacing was pretty good because, like, I never felt like happy. I was always like in a state of sadness. Um, that do- that does make it good. Yes. So I feel like I feel like because of the fact that you have Jenna in there and also Jules, who like, why are you here? Like, like certain certain Correct. things about characters makes me not want to give it a ten. 
also Tyler Caroline and Matt thingy was like not like he, I feel like used to like a full extent of what it could have been used for. It kind of felt just there. Makes mm-hmm. me not want to go to 10. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's a very good sort of season finale, I'm calling it a season finale. And this is the season finale. Yeah. I think we can all agree on it. The yeah. sun also rises is the season yeah. finale. Yeah. This episode should have been a two-parter, like a big, long, drawn-out. No, two-parter. I don't think it should have been oh. a two-parter because I want more. Then they would have. I just think it should have been the season finale. Yeah, exactly. And then also because of the fact that, um, so because of the use of the, but also the, they like did not stop stomping, stomping on my heart and did that very well. And mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed that aspect of the episode. I'll give it a nine. You're going to give okay. it a nine. Yeah. I really think we're going to go 10 there, honestly. No, because, like, I, if it was not for the fact that some characters were kind of just there um, and not really used for anything useful, also the fact that Jenna just, like, was, like, this just highlights how poorly Jenna was used throughout the entire season for her to just die like this. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was mm-hmm. not for those elements, I would have given it a ten. Given it a ten, but it it wasn't as good as it could have been. So I'm giving it a nine. Oh. Valid, uh, Brian. What are you ranking this one? I think I know what you're gonna do, but what are you ranking it? <laughs> I think we all know where I'm going with this. Obviously, it's gonna be a ten. One, <laughs> one. It's the worst episode ever. Um, no, I just really love this episode because it was that episode that like it's been building towards all season. Like mm-hmm. all season, yeah, like yeah. I was like, we all kept wondering, like, when's it gonna happen? Where's Klaus? Who's with who? Ha ah, ah. Like basically, it was just a bunch of anxiety, and then like the anxiety hit all at once. And I just okay, yeah. Uh, and it kind of felt cool because it kind of took a turn from like the regular like, like how last season was like we have the tomb vampires, nah. but then it's like the mythology like spread out more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, yeah. it just kind of felt. I, that's what I love about the Vampire Diaries. So it's like the mythology of it also. I don't know. I think that's probably why it's one of my favorites. And also, oh, the fi- the final scenes and oh god, the deaths and I hate it here. <laughs> I why hate am it I here, doing but I this? love it here. Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> I don't know why you're doing this to yourself, Brian. I am also going to give this episode a ten because I think it is <gasps> a very good season finale that isn't a season finale, but it should be a season finale. Um. God, I can't believe this episode. I can't believe The Sun Also Rises wasn't the season finale. Yeah. I know. I'm confused as to why it wasn't. I yeah. think they had too many episodes. And then they were like, we got to. <laughs> this one in. That's, though, something we talked about. Jordan, we talked about this last season, uh, on the last season finale that Lane Morgan was on. Check it out. Watch, uh, listen to it on our Spotify. It's episode 11. Um, Lane had talked about, like, if they had a 16 episode season, it would have been way tighter. Yeah. Way less yeah. filler episodes. I think that that holds true for this season as well. If they yeah. had a 20 episode season, even just like a 20 episode season instead of a 22 episode, would have been tighter. Yeah. You would have yeah. had to, you know, The Sun Also Rises would have been your season finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It would have been way better. I think, I don't know if it would be like a flaw that comes out constantly, <laughs> but I. I sure a- hope it's not, but I have a feeling it will be. <laughs> I am just a fan of shorter seasons because it forces writers to write concisely and write, do like pacing correctly. Yeah, it really is an exercise in pacing that TVD fails at a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, Jordan, what are you ranking the season two finale, episode 22, As I Lay Dying? I, this episode, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, 
it was not good. It was, it was a good. bad episode. It was bad. And it's sad that this is a season finale because it doesn't deserve to be one. Um, there was there was so much that was bad about this episode. The whole mm-hmm. Damon his like re- tr- them trying to shove his redemption down my th- throat, even though mm-hmm. I didn't deserve that, was mm-hmm. bad. I remember specifically there being an entire like montage of him leading up to him quote unquote committing like suicide, and that was weird. That was really weird. We have Stefan becoming a ripper so that he can heal- help Damon. Hated that. Um, mm-hmm. Elena kissing Damon, forgiving Damon for some weird reason just because he's dying. Don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole all cops are bastard plot line. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, the only good thing about this episode, I think, was at the end when I was like, Jeremy, Vicky, and Anna, yes. That was the mm-hmm. only really good moment for me. But throughout this entire episode, I was like, the pacing is off. This feels weird. I don't understand why this is here. Um, yeah. I Am I going to go so low as a five? Oof. Are you going to go so low as a five? I feel like it that deserves would, that it. That would make this tied. If you go with a five, that would make this tied for the worst episode of the season. Yeah, it deserves a five. It deserves a five. You heard it here first, folks. First, folks. Jesus, how do I speak, huh? Uh, Brian, what are you ranking this episode? Okay. A ten. Uh-huh. Just kidding. Okay. Um, God, I hope not. I would love you to say, off um, this podcast. In exactly. That, in that Here's case. the deal. Here's uh-huh. the deal. What's this the deal? is my least favorite finale. Mm-hmm. My least favorite cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing Vampire Diaries does good, is cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. This one did not get me excited for season three. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. you're right. So we got ghosts now? Okay, but where's the cliffhanger? Like, where was that amazing, hello, John, goodbye, John, like, Catherine twist? Like, yeah. that was, yeah. and then mm-hmm. that was just like, huh. It just wasn't good. It didn't get me excited for season three, because it was like, okay, we're getting originals and ghosts. We're Two plus two equals what now? Um, <laughs> two plus two equals Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did love um, Stefan's like descent into kind of being the bad guy again. Because mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I also loved Klaus because it was like, the, he, they're setting him up as, of course, the big evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm going to get hate for this, but I did love that Damon and Elena scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't don't shoot me please and mm-hmm. also i kind of like seeing damon get knocked down a few pegs like he's been kind of like he saying like oh i'm nothing but get knocked down a few pegs I, what is he talking about he is three falling down the fucking peggle board that is the vampire diaries <laughs> you i didn't never, mean he's never had a I good like moment in a sense in that, like life. he's not the strong one anymore like he's like he's the weak one now like he like it was nice to kind of see damon in a different light Damon, sure. That, okay. That wasn't the same old bullshit we've been dealing with for the past two seasons. Um, I feel like go... I feel like Jordan and I, Jordan and I just shared a look, even though we're not. This is an audio medium, and I cannot see Jordan right now. But I feel like we both just shared a look, and I love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that for you, Brian. Yeah, it was a look specifically about your bullshittery. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I'm gonna go um, seven. Seven. I'm gonna go low. It's just the that moment is that's low. That's the that's... lowest. 
that's the lowest Brian has ranked an episode in season two. Yeah. Okay. That might be. It's my. It's not my favorite episode. It's your lowest ranked episode. It's is that your lowest ranked no. episode ever? I, I, I wonder. No. It is not It's, it's not, not his lowest ranked episode. Because I'm looking at his rankings from season one. He had a few 6.5s in there. But it's okay. damn close. It's damn oh, close. yeah. That one. Um, Here's the thing. As I Lay Dying is a garbage episode. Yeah. Yeah. It is a garbage pile, mm-hmm. especially for a season finale. Mm-hmm. You can't give me, you can't give me this the goodness that is the sun also rises. You cannot give me that excellence, mm-hmm. and then give me this. Yeah, and is- and let me just say, <sighs> at the end of the sun also rises, I was like, okay, this is really good. How are they going to follow this up for a season finale? And then they did this. <laughs> And then they don't. <laughs> so, the only plot that I liked in this episode was Stefan becoming the Ripper again. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the only plot that I liked. Mm-hmm. And out of the one, two, three, four plots in in this episode, that is the only one that I like. I, yeah. I'm going to give this episode... A four. Mm-hmm. <gasps> dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun. It's a bad episode. Yeah, it is a it's bad my, episode. It's bad. It's, it's not one good. of those episodes that I'm like, here, like, let me, t- like, when I'm telling friends that when they're rewatching, I was like, I can tell you what happens. Like, like we don't need to watch the, this one. This one, y'all, we can skip. Yeah. So, here's, here's the thing, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I have worked on my calculator day and night to give us the uh, overall rankings between us three your intrepid hosts uh, and how we ranked season 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 two Um, overall just by a country mile this season is better than season one Mm mm-hmm by yeah. a long shot. Yeah. Yep. Even the worst episode of this season, which in my eyes is As I Lay Dying, is better than the worst episode in season one. Mm-hmm. What yep. was the worst episode in season one? Uh, for me, I ranked Isabel. I ranked it a three. And you ranked Friday Night Bites a three. Yeah. And that was our worst episodes of season one. Um, Brian didn't have a worst episode of season one. It was tied for him between You're Undead to Me and Unpleasantville. Uh, Those are the ones that we ranked poorly in season one. Across the board, we have ranked most episodes in season two very kindly. Uh, I think... There's only two episodes that overall got beneath a six for us, which is impressive. Um, By the Light of the Moon was another episode we all weren't too hot on. Um, I gave it a five. Jordan gave it a five. Brian gave it a 7.5. Overall, our ranking for that one... (laughs) Overall, our ranking for that one comes out to like a 5.8. And then As I Lay Dying, we all just ranked pretty low. That is our overall lowest ranked episode this season at a 5.3. Um, so just mathematically miles, miles ahead of season one. Mm -hmm. There's even, 
Well, there's even like to point out like there's even three episodes that received all tens from us. Yeah, yeah like, which is wild because there was no episode in season one that received all tens across mm-hmm. the board. Yeah. Going from no perfect scores to three perfect scores is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some things in here that we can chit chat about before we wrap this bad boy up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, three, two, one, play. Hey, kids. It's your local disaster werewolf, Harley. <laughs> I made a list of all the points I want to go over in this voice memo because last time all I was right. going off the cuff and I ran out of time. All right. I love so that, Harley. You one. can hear the Catherine paper. Catherine is the number one MILF of Mystic Falls. You all were Mood. incorrect in your rankings. A what? Because Catherine Pierce's <gasps> mother, therefore she is the number one MILF of Mystic Falls. Fight me. I number think we, two, did, we did MILF rankings Klaus way earlier this season. Klaus is hella bi and what? makes evil plan yeah. PowerPoint mm-hmm. presentations. B, you remember your DMs. That is true. Number three, Elena is a dumb bitch Gryffindor like our queen Bella Swan. I don't agree with that. No self-preservation <laughs> and wants to fight everyone immediately. Does she want Number to fight four, everyone Catherine immediately? Catherine Pierce can no. step on me and I will thank her. Yep. And finally, number five, Kath- <laughs> Caroline Forbes is my wife and I am her devoted husband. <laughs> yep. So I'm sorry, I'm Harley, but you're not c- claiming Caroline Forbes <laughs> as your wife. Here's, you know that Twitter meme where it's like, I don't like that everybody's talking about Caroline Forbes because I ship myself with Caroline Forbes. <laughs> and I find it super rude and disgusting that you guys would do that as well. That's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're all dating Caroline Forbes if we really believe in ourselves. Here's what I love about that voice memo. You can hear the paper that Harley has. You can hear that Harley made some fucking notes. And that's the kind of pedantic bullshit energy that I fucking love. (laughs) So... (laughs) I just love that Harley wrote out fucking notes to call into our dumb internet show. (laughs) He wrote more notes than I have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Har- Harley, we appreciate you so much. Yeah, number one note yeah. taker, number one fan. <laughs> notes, I don't know what notes are. <laughs> That's so funny, too, because Brian now has a renewed commitment to actually doing the notes for the show. Yeah. So Brian saying that he doesn't care about notes is statistically correct because our notes are garbage for the show. <laughs> it's just oh my god and then we're like what did that mean i don't know what happened (laughs) harley thanks for calling in my guy i'm so excited to see what kind of new bullshit we come up with for season three yeah oh my god season three i'm so psyched so this right here this episode is ending soon you can probably tell on your podcast player of choice but there's also a super secret bonus episode that'll be coming out tomorrow i'm putting myself on this timeline right now is that the (laughs) super secret bonus episode is coming out on saturday in this super secret bonus episode we're gonna talk the just quantitatively we are gonna find the best episode of season two i don't care about your fucking feelings i care about arguing on the internet for points (laughs) that's all that matters so it's gonna hurt my feelings that's fine. I'm okay with that. 
We talked about it at the top of the show. We are going to be changing up our format a little bit for season three and beyond. We are going to be back on June 19th with the first episode of season three. And now we are going to be posting two episodes of Afterbite per week, which means we're going to be covering two. We're going to be covering two episodes of The Vampire Diaries per week. We're just splitting them up into two separate episodes now. So we will be back on Friday the 19th, and then our other episode will be going up on Tuesday the 23rd. So our episodes go up on Friday and Tuesday. Uh, to keep up to date with all things Afterbite, follow us on Twitter at AfterbitePod. And if you want to call, call in and write out some fucking notes and catch me on some f- pedantic bullshit, y'all, fucking call me out. You can do so at, af- at, at, at fucking Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you can do so uh, by going to anchor.fm slash afterbite. You can leave us a voice memo and call us stupid to our stupid faces. Also, Enjoy. don't forget to uh, listen to us on Spotify and follow us there. Don't forget to leave us a review and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. All those stuff help us with getting the podcast to more people. And also, I'm renewing this promise. Send it to send this podcast to two people. One person who's going to love it and one person who's going to hate it and then make them fight it out. <laughs> I just think it'd be fun. Oh, God. Anyway, we will be back uh, tomorrow for a super secret bonus episode. And you can always catch us. Uh, we're here. We're just here. <laughs> we're just here. <laughs> we're here. We're here. We're queer. And that's all I have to say. Anyway, uh, everybody, that's stay it. inside. Stay safe. Defund the fucking police. Yeah. That's our new one, too. Yeah. Defund the police. Yeah. Let's make that our new end. Like, yes, wash your hands, but also defund the police.